Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hi, welcome to G2 Hardcore, and tonight we're going to discuss um, what it means to be a hero and what is a really good hero story, um, and what fans expect from heroes. Um, and we're going to do that a lot with Injustice, um, Action, World's End, Future's End, Lobo, and Justice League 3000. But first, I want to say hello to Tej. Hey, Tej! Hello! Happy New Year, everybody! Oh, that's right. You a bit late. Dejna went on holiday. She went yeah, down she, and she melted somewhere in the coast. She, she, went, she went to the beach and I'm up here in Frigidville. Yeah, no, no, it was hot. <laughs> so, um, okay. Now, you said that you wanted to tell... Uh, something about what happened at your local comic book store? Oh, it's very funny and very quick. Um, so I went okay. today and I got myself uh, the little Jim Lee uh, for tomorrow statue, right? And yeah. while, while I was looking, I, I was bent down and the shelf was covering me so that the guys hadn't seen I came in yet. And mm-hmm. so they're, they're talking between themselves and uh, the way my comic book store works is it's a franchise, right? There's many stores around because that's the only way they can make it um, viable financially for them. And so right. they were complaining. <laughs> they were complaining that the main store, which is like um, in the New York of South Africa, if we have to put it that way, um, mm-hmm. they receive all the packages, right, from overseas. And, right. They, had taken, and they had taken all the good stuff and they were complaining that's why they do so much of business, right? And then they right. mentioned that this has nothing to do with me. I was just like spying on them, listening to them, you know. <laughs> and um, and so basically they say, oh, they took, you know, Jeff Johns as Superman and they took uh, Action and Harley Quinn and they gave them all the shitty stuff. He said, what am I going to do? Sell the sell Superman Wonder Woman as toilet paper, as glorified toilet paper. <laughs> How am I supposed to make money, right? And I just he started laughing. That? He said that. He is I do not joke. He says, How am I supposed to make money? Because the thing is, the way I I told you guys the way it works for um for us, I don't know if it works that way for other international comic book stores, is we have to order four or five months work at one go, right? And you have to order a minimum of 10 comics. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had this, this one person who was collecting the four man's book, right, Superman Wonder Woman, because they said it won't last that long, so maybe it'll be a collector's edition. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, I'm not making 
I'm not even making this stuff up, right? And so this person said, well, I'm not buying anymore, but now they're stuck with this order of um, up until February, right? So the main store has been doing this order, and they've basically just been giving them the formats now. They still have a stack. It's a huge stack of formats comics that they cannot sell. It's, it's like three piles of stacks of comics that they cannot sell. And they said, they said I, quote, I quote this, and they said, how am I supposed to sell shirts? Am I supposed to sell it as glorified toilet paper? You know, come <laughs> buy your toilet paper for 30 rands. Here we go. It's like, you know, you can, it, you can wipe yourself, and you can read it, and then wipe yourself. And, you know, it's right. like entertainment and, and functional. And I'm like... I was, and then I, and then they heard me laughing, and then um, I get up, and then I said, "That that is classic. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell people about it." They said, "You can't tell people. This is the worst idea. This is now people who have also been reading comics for a long, long time. Right? This guy's been reading comics since the 1980s, right. and um, he said, you know, I've read Crisis on Infinite Earth. I've read Earth Two, and all this." This is the worst comic I have ever laid my eyes on. It doesn't even deserve to be called a comic. What <laughs> is, is he, And I told him, I keep saying DC is smoking Joker gas. He says, they are pumping it into their veins or something because it, it's like he, he cannot fathom or understand. And he says, you know, he's he read um, John Burns trying to do it. He's read Kingdom Come. Uh, right. The Dark Knight the Strikes again. You know, uh, Frank Miller tried to do that. And so he's read it. He understands a few people like this idea because, I mean, he says you, you just look at the movies, right? It's right. always Superman and Lois Lane. And so, why DC is going on with this for a year? Right, he says more than a year. He says he cannot understand. So, yeah, and then he gave me a discount on my statue. So, because it was so worked up, and I said, "This is for tomorrow." You know, you, you know that line from for tomorrow. He's like, "Yes, this is lovely." Ah, he gave me a discount. Well, it to me. Yep, and so that's just basically that's just a little adventure to the comic book store. The format. <laughs> Is compared to toilet paper. Lovely. Lovely, lovely, lovely. I was thinking of tweeting that to, to Jim Lee. Did you know the format is compared to toilet paper? <laughs> lesser than toilet paper? Maybe lesser, yes. yes. Because, you know, toilet paper is supposed to make you feel nice. You'd feel like, yeah. No, it hurt your bum. Trust me. Yes. Wow, we've got a slew of comics for next week, so. So, while, while I was telling my boring story, Hollywood was looking at the comics for next week. That was, uh, hey, I was participating. Um, yes, yes. Well, better get on DC before it, I don't know, does something strange, which is every day. Um, so, okay, now I know you didn't get a chance to 
discuss Injustice Gods Among Us Digital Year Three Digital Thirteen and Fourteen. So you want to talk about that? Well, we talked about Thirteen. You yeah. and I. Yeah. Um, Thirteen's like okay. Fourteen's like yeah. The best comic that I think I've read in four years. I'll say five. Five, okay, you count Wonk. I didn't read Wonk. I haven't read Wonk. Um, I stopped. I, Don't bother. We, we didn't get Wonk in South Africa, so... Not so the I was like, <laughs> Yeah, I read the, the world without Superman, and I was like, where did Superman go, you know? I was like so confused. Is he gone somewhere? Like, because they don't explain it in the comics that he's, you know, on, on New Krypton. Um, I haven't read it, so, and I'm taking your advice, and I'm not going to read it, so, I would say four years, because, uh, you know, Chris, Chris was an okay Superman there for a while. Hello? Yeah, he was. But Monel okay. took over a book and Lex took over the other book, so Well, yeah, I only read Chris's story. I didn't read Lex and Mon whoever. Mhm. Yeah, so I, I like selective, you know, and, and there were some good like lowest moments in there. Um but yeah, I I don't even know what Monkey is about, so It was a stupid premise, anyway. So, Justice 14. <laughs> yes, yes. Let's talk about the good stuff. <laughs> uh, that baby's very pretty. Can I say? Lois and Clark make a very pretty baby. They should yes, be making babies more often. Okay. And practicing to make babies, too. Yeah, oh, yes. So they need good practice. They're going to make a good baby. So, they need That's lots right. of practice. Um, um, did you think they changed, okay, um, the the beginning of Injustice started out with, um, Lois looking a lot like Amy Adams, uh, even the nose, down to the nose, um, and now they made her look a little bit like Erica in the first few seasons that she was, like, blonde. And then, like, a bit brownish hair. Yeah, I thought I thought she was a little... She was different than she was at in, like, Injustice Year One, number mm-hmm. one. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, but you know, it's still Lois. I mean, you know. Oh, yeah, no, you can see it's Lois. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but I, I, I appreciated the, the darkening of the hair. Even though I don't have a problem with the red-haired Lois. Um... It looked, it looked, it, I'm sorry to say this, but it looked like a continuation of Smallville for me. I don't know if maybe I was just creating a lot of Smallville because, um, you know, she's holding baby in her day home, and Clark is wearing, uh, Clark is wearing the shirt, if you don't oh, know yeah. what the shirt, the shirt Oh the yeah. The shirt is yeah, yeah, he's wearing the shirt. Okay, if you go back to the small book, um 
this is this is a small world recipe here, people. Um, there was this thing where Lois and Clark shared this one red um, plaid shirt, uh, and it was first in. Uh, let me see. It was first in the shower scene. The Oh, they're mm-hmm. gone. Yeah, Erica's that, second uh, episode. Well done. Well done. Do you remember the episode name? And then it was in the one that she got drunk. And, um... No. Yes, at Chloe's place. Chloe's and no. Jenny's engagement. She got drunk. Listen to me. Yeah. She got drunk. But that was a different shirt. No, it was the same shirt. It was the red shirt. No, it was a different shirt. shirt. No. That was red and blue. That was the one he wore when he first came to the Daily Planet in Odyssey. Oh, okay. But I'm pretty sure <laughs> she wore a plaid shirt with her vest on the... Anyway. Um, anyway, Lois and Clark shared this one red shirt, and that's the red shirt in the book. Yeah, um, it's Lois' okay, shirt. So not, it's not Clark, so I'm anyway. Not crazy. No, yeah, so I'm not crazy when I saw that shirt. <clears throat> anyway. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Uh, do Do you want me to read the the dialogue here? Because this is really good stuff. Hmm? It's up to you. Okay. Uh, Clark said, "I never knew." And uh, you see the beautiful blue-eyed baby. Uh, and Lois is saying, "Welcome to the world, Lara Lane Kent." Side note: Excellent name. Um. And then Clark continues with his thought bubbles. He says, I never knew what I was missing. And Lois is talking to little Lara, and she's saying, this is your daddy. And Clark is looking, I'm so happy, I'm about to cry. And <laughs> he says, he says uh, how much I wanted this. And then Clark leans in and kisses Lois on the forehead. Another iconic close thing. She sits on the forehead, um, and Lois tells little Lara, she says, he's going to be very, very overprotective of you, which is pretty darn correct about Clark. And oh, yeah. he kisses Lois, he kisses Lois on the forehead, and he says, a family, and someone like me, someone I could eventually truly hold without hurting. This is all I ever wanted. Can we just point out all he ever wanted is Lois and a family? Yep. A child, okay? This is his perfect dream, because we'll get into this in number 15. Um, okay, I'm going to skim over this romance moment here, even though I cried like a baby. Oh, my goodness. Um, so Clark goes to visit Bruce in the Metropolis prison. Okay, in the tropical I don't know why he um, wasn't in Gotham, but what, okay. Why haven't you got them? Because he went to Commissioner Gordon. Never mind, never mind. I'm okay. Minor detail. Um, and so he goes to see Bruce Wayne, and they're over the glass and the telephone thing. And he says, I have news, Bruce. And Bruce says, it's a girl. He's like, how did you? And he's like, it was a 50-50 chance of a smug Batman. And... Clark looks down and he says, why, why did you do it? And Bruce says, the Joker, he almost destroyed an entire city, all of those people. 
and almost took everything away from you. I want to point out, according to Superman, Batman's breaking point is the Joker coming after him and Lois. Okay, Batman and the baby, but but primarily, Batman is a clothes shipper. Okay, people. Yeah, he his breaking point. If if the Joker had to do this to Superman or Wonder Woman, it would that would be like the go ahead, break them up. Um, okay, Batman knows Clark because they this Batman and Superman have known each other for years, right? Uh, when you when you play the game, they they've known each other for like the the Superman Batman comics type of Batman Superman relationship, right? They know each they have known each other for years and years and years and I mean Superman even makes Bruce the godfather of his child. So they have this really strong brother bond. And so for Bruce's breaking point to be that I mean it just shows you how much they care about each other and uh Tom Taylor Mafia and so Clark pieces it together and says you're going to try again and Bruce says yes he says you killed you went against everything you believe in for me and he does um, you pointed this out to me and it's very George Reeves but also Dean Cain did this a lot he used to walk through Dean Cain used to bust through stuff and he used to pose and Little Benjamin as a kid used to enjoy that a lot, very much. Um, and, he says, and so he busts through this glass and metal and he comes through and he hugs Bruce and he says, thank you, Bruce. With good behavior, you could be urgent by the time she's two. And Bruce and I are not behaving well. So, well done, Bruce. And um, I really enjoyed this line. But Batman says, I killed a man in clock. I need to do the time. Yeah, I need to do the time. Right. Be with family. Live your lives, right? Um, even though Batman killed the Joker, I'm not going to call the Joker a man because he's technically not, but he was a living being. So even though um, Batman, you know, Bruce killed the Joker, who, and he did a public service. I mean, he should be given a medal, not, you know, locked up in jail. Um, he realizes what he has done. And right. he does the, does the heroic thing by serving the time. Right? Yeah. He's, given up, yeah. he's, given up, he's given up a lot for this. He's given up his secret identity. He's given up uh, protecting Gotham. He's given up the promise to his parents for this. So this is even though he's killed someone and it's wrong, he's doing the penance, he's doing the time, he is you can see the regret in him for for maybe not regret, but you can see the responsibility in him. That's the word. And it's um you know I don't care what, what people say about the, the act of killing, right? right. When, it comes to, when it comes to people like the Joker and things, um, for me, it's, 
a little bit excusable, right? With with God and man of steel, with the Joker in this in this situation, it is. Um, and and Batman killed the Joker before, I think, in the Killing Joke. Yeah. Hence, yeah. Hence the name. Hence the name, the Killing Joke. The. Um, so you know, I'm not I'm not saying it's right that he's killed, but I'm saying that it is. Um, responsible that he realizes what he's done. He didn't need to serve. He didn't need to do the time. He did, he could have killed the Joker, tossed him in the ocean, and gone on being Batman, right? Mm-hmm. But I do appreciate that he that he turned himself in as very very selfless and heroic. Well done, Batman. Uh, so then we get a lot of family time with my two favorite people. Um, so, clock, a very sleepy-looking clock, for the man who doesn't need sleep, right? He looks very sleepy and tired, he says, and so he's rocking, um, little Lara in his hands, and she's crying, he's going, Lois, she, she wakes up from her sleep, and she's, like, drifting, and she's, like, able to leave, tall buildings, in a single bound, completely unable to get our baby to sleep. Yeah. And he, and this is this is what we love about giving him Lois, giving him a family. It makes him human. It shows. I mean, he's Superman, and he can't get a baby to sleep. I can do something better than Superman. I can do something better than Superman. Um, and so he's monologuing in his head. He says, there are, there are moments all parents talk about. The first word, little Lara's first word was mom, yay. And <clears throat> she's got a Tom Welling haircut and a Batman doll. <laughs> got a Batman doll. Yeah. And then he says, first steps, and you see Lara walking uh, to Jonathan and Martha. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jimmy's taking the picture. And then. <laughs> He says, then there are, mo- there are moments you're ready for, mm-hmm. and some you can't be ready for. And so Lois is over the phone, and she's screaming, and then in his clock can get up. So I know how his secret identity is working, because people later figure out that clock and whatever. And so he, in his clock can get up, he's like, wishes in with the phone, Still by his ear, and he's like, "What is it?" And she's like, "Lara, she." And you see, little poor baby Lara, very frightened. She's flying, and she's and he says, "First flight." And she's like, "Daddy," he's like, "It's okay, Lara." And then you see Lara growing up, and she's at uh, Uncle Ollie with the pipe. <laughs> Uh, Oliver Queen of the Pike. Um, and she's target practicing with her heat vision. And she's, uh, she's a teenager. And then now she's grown up a little bit more. And she's um, catching that satellite that caught broken in a steel. And <laughs> in her Supergirl outfit, it's a little stud. And he's like, I'm here if you need me. But you've got this. And then she's grown up again, and now she's cut her hair, and it's very 
Stalos, Lanish, cut that she's got. And her outfit's changed, now she's wearing pants, fighting robots. Then we see a grown-up Lara, out in space, floating, and she's just as dead. And Gok again whooshes in, because he just whooshes into all his girls. He's like, what is it? <laughs> Shot, you cock. She'd get a teacher saying, what is it? I know. <laughs> and then she says, it's everything. I can see it, the world is, and he finishes his sentences, pulling apart. And, um, oh, oops, I missed one part here. She, she says, what do we do? And then Park is looking all menacing and he's saying, we can, we can do what we want. We have the power. We can stop them from hurting themselves. We can control the destiny of this world. And Laura looks at him, and she's wagging the thing. She's like, oh, you know, we could not sound like B-grade supervillains, which is a very lowest lane, lane thing to say. Mm-hmm. And so then she says, we can't do this alone. We can't find all the battles for them. You taught me that. We can push back tide, rising tides. We can't push back rising tides. Blah, blah, blah. I can't fight against super strong. <laughs> and uh, he says, you tried, didn't you? She's like, flexing muscles, and she's like, yeah, I gave that super strong such a punch. <laughs> and he says, what, what would you do? She says, I think... Could we talk to them? He says, I'm not one of them, Lara. No matter what I say, I will always be an outsider. And she's got this determined look on her face, and she says, I'm one of them. I can tell them what I see. And he says, your grandfather tried to tell the truth to the power one. She says, I know. But I still like to speak. Can we just give Tom Taylor a whoop whoop for giving those oh, yeah. girls such a fighting spirit. Okay, this is Lois Lane's daughter. Right on here, because her father's telling her, you know, this is not a good idea. People are going to think you're crazy. People are going to say, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. And she thinks, I still want to try. And that is the Lois Lane thing. It's, it's if I don't try, if I don't do it, who is going to do it? If I don't tell the people the truth, who's going to tell the people the truth? So I'm going to do this. And um, then we have a Superman 4, Quest for Peace reenactment here, where she's talking amongst the UN. And she's, I'm a child of two worlds. I was born on this world, but my father is a refugee from another. The world is gone. The people, that world is gone. The people of my father's world are gone. They are gone because their narrow-minded leaders fought against the truth. We cannot allow our world to go on the same way. Intelligent people are telling us that our days are numbered. And I wanted to speak today to tell you I can see it. When I look at the earth, I can see that we don't have long. We are out of time. There is no more time for cruelty or greed, 
for self-interest to rule us. There's no more time to waste listening to the loud voices of the arrogant. Ignorant, sorry. Um, there is no more time for to fight each other. There is bigger there is a bigger fight a fight for our survival. I can't do it alone, but I can help. I believe all of us together can still save our world. And then we see Lois and Clark greeting people. And crypto was apparently allowed into the UN. Um, yeah. And, and then we see an old uh, man, we see an old Bruce Wayne with a walking stick. And Superman asks Bruce, well, Bruce? He says, oh, that was preachy. And then we see Diana walking in. Diplomat Diana. Yay. I've missed her. Yeah. Um, and she says, Superman, President Lane. Now, um, I heard something of Lois Lane would never want to be president. Um, and I just want to say, this is Superman's dream, right? right. This is his reality he's cooked up. And to him, Lois Lane is the epitome, the perfection of humanity, mm-hmm. right? So he would obviously want to see his idea of the, you know, of everything that embodies humanity and being human, being the president, because he thinks she's perfect. So he would give her, you know, a country to lead. So that's just, I just want to say that. And uh, I'd vote for Lois Lane. Um, oh, and yeah. so Diana, yeah, both Lois Lane. So Diana says, I hope you don't mind me saying, but that girl of yours, just made both of you look like mere mortals. Uh, uh, uh. Um, and he says, thank you, Madam Secretary General. So she is obviously... Okay, let's give Tom Taylor some props here for making Rose Lane president and <laughs> Diana the Secretary General of the UN. Okay, right. woman leading the world. Yay. <laughs> um, and then Lois is greeting Diana and she says, your husband thought it was a bit preachy, and um, I kind of don't have a problem with Wonder Woman and Bruce Wayne together, uh, because it's what I was introduced to. The very right. first thing I ever saw, uh, the very first thing I ever saw Wonder Woman was the animated Justice League series. So in there. Um, you know, because I watched the Linda Carter reruns when they were brought back afterwards. So right. I, I watched Linda Carter after the animated series. So sure. in the animated Justice League, I didn't know Steve Trevor existed. Mm-hmm. And they shipped Batman and Wonder Woman. So I always thought Batman and Wonder Woman were a thing. So... It's only up until now, like recently, when I got the internet and discovered, oh, Steve Trevor, okay. Right. All right, Steve Trevor. And so I don't have a problem with it because I've seen Batman and Wonder Woman. So I don't have a problem with them being together. And so apparently her husband is Bruce Wayne. And she says, no, he didn't. I was watching here and I saw his cynicism crack at least twice. 
Well done, Maga. You cracked Bruce Wayne. And then um, Lois says, shall we get to her, Diana? And Diana's looking very determined. And Lara's looking proud between the two of them. Yay for Lara. So this is now, I'm guessing, at a later stage because Lois is a bit on in years, so is Clark. Even Crypto looks a bit wrinkled. Lois mm-hmm. is coming out in a red blankie or Superman's cape. Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, Superman's cape. We'll go with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she says, and they're in Smallville on the porch. She says, where is she? Cox says, Greenland. She and a team of scientists from around the world are literally cooling glaciers. Lois asks him, are you going to join them? And I think it's working. And then he takes a baseball and he says, and he's rolling it in his hands and he says, no, Lara can handle it. And then Lois can obviously say something's wrong with Clark and she's saying, Clark, what is it? And then the wrinkly old crypto gets the baseball thrown like a million miles away. <laughs> and Clark says, it's going too quickly. Lois asks him, what is? He says, everything. I wish we had more time, more days together. And then Lois puts her hand over his and he says, and she says, is it the voices again? He says, yes, at the edges. They're calling. She says, it's okay. Block them out. <laughs> this is so beautiful. Daniel killed me. Oh, my God. Oh. And she she runs, and they're like fading into this light that's on the horizon, and she runs her hand on his cheek, and I'm literally crying here right now. And she says, stay with me, Smallville. We will have many more days. Oh, God, I wish they had many more days. Yeah. And uh, literally the best way to end the year off, um, I read that book uh, all the way down while we were traveling. I read it about 15 times. So I watched Man of Steel between it. I read it again. It was my dead time story because it was just so good. I had it on my iPad. It was downloaded. and oh, Every time I read that, stay with me, Smallville. I cried so badly. My mother came and she said, why are you crying? I'm like, those are gone. So... <laughs> Yeah, no, no. That's how I talk when when I finish read those comments. I'm like, no, ah, ah, ah. So I literally have tears in my eyes right now. So it's a beautiful comic. It's it's. I cannot believe I am saying this, but injustice. Year three, number fourteen, digital download, is the best comic I have read in four years. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you said five years. I didn't yeah. read a lot of that, that grounded, wonk stuff. So maybe um, longer, uh, five years or more. I yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe longer. Started. It's been so long. It's been so long. I can't remember. So yeah, it. Wow, what a comic. Uh, I mean, we had um, Superman Unchained number five last year, end the year off. 
we get this to the end 2014 off and, you know, please, please just give us something in the middle of the year. <laughs> Don't leave it to the end of the year to give us some clothes. Yeah. It's pretty. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I gushed to Tom Taylor. I said, you got me in tears, man. And he says, so I guess it was good. I said, if I had to give it out of 10, I'd give it 15, maybe 20. It's like, okay. Yeah. Um, a yeah, lot of people, A lot of people enjoy this comic. Um, it's still in the top 10 digital downloads. So uh, it's doing pretty well. A lot of people have been asking me. I don't know why they ask me. Probably because the DC website is so crooked you can't find anything. Uh, they ask me when it's coming out in print because they want to buy They want to buy it because it's a right. great cover. It's a great story. Uh, there's no foments in between. You know, th- there's not even a mention of that. And for a lot of people, it's, um, you know, a lot of people don't have iPads and stuff like that. So, they want the and they want and people like physical copies. I I also like physical copies and you know it's it's been getting a lot of interest, which I'm very glad for. Mm-hmm. Um, it sent the formances in a tizzy, which I loved. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> back at ya, you know. People complain well. the formats. Formances are complaining about the two months in convergence when they don't get anything. Oh, too bad, so sad. Two whole months, huh? Two whole months. Oh my goodness, I probably died. We've had what two years? More like three, because yeah, we knew it. I mean, Superman number one, where with Jonathan, what's his face? Yeah. And Superman is, is angry and he he leaves in the elevator instead of fighting for Lois, like saying, Yo, Lois, I'm also good looking. I'm judging it like a Lois, look, check my shirt to out. But unfortunately, Clark left in the, you know, the elevator anyway. Well, he's despondent because, you know, he's lonely and whatever. Um, actually, this, the print of. 13 and 14 comes out on this Wednesday. This Wednesday, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm ordering mine over Amazon because I'm, I don't want to go to my comic book store. They might be closing down. I don't know because the phone is putting them out of business. Oh, man. Yeah. So I'm Where to go, DC. Gonna... Way to go, DC. Yeah, thanks very much. Can't yeah, even get really. anything done. So yeah, they may be just they may be just um, dealing with computer games and video games and stuff and and not doing any um, comics from now because they said it's just not viable for them because DC Comics doesn't take anything back. Right. Uh, so it's like it, they said it's it's not worth it financially. They said maybe the the figures they might just still bring because that. That does um, do a, a fair bit of business, you know. Uh, the the they say the cowgirl ones are really popular. Mhm. And stuff, but yeah, thanks DC, thanks. Well, that was Tom Taylor's swan song too, and so he really yes, messed it oh, into play. 
Yes, yes. I, I think, I think, um, you know, talking to Tom Taylor and stuff on Twitter, he, I'm very lucky he replies to some of that stuff. He says, you know, he did feel bad for what he did to every close fan, every Superman fan, because at heart he is a huge Superman fan. Okay, oh, yeah. and, and 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 he says, you know, I I told him. This just proves to me how much you can write a good Superman, and I hope in the future you do get to do that because, you know, it's so unfair on him that he made his name writing douchebag Superman because he's like douchebag Superman in up to injustice, you know, like. So he said, yeah, he definitely do a Superman, and I said I definitely buy his Superman. So. Yeah, but yep. he did. He did. He did leave us in a good place, and I think it is um, also his apology to us for what he did in the first few issues. Right. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, you know, just well done, Tom Taylor. You deserve a so, round of applause for that. Yes, he does. It was a fantastic issue. So. And I'll probably get multiples on Wednesday. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll just probably get one. <laughs> um, and so then we got Injustice 15, which is Brian Lucilato's oh. first mm. issue of uh. taking over the book. We should get sound effects. <sighs> boo, boo, boo. Okay. <laughs> Basically, if it was Wonder Woman's secret desire dream, okay? She's been right, under the okay. same kind of magic spell. No, no, not, 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 the same, not the same spell. Um, okay, I've been reading Injustice. I don't know why. I'm going to stop after this one. I promise. I'm stopping after this one. And okay. so um, I probably won't. It's like a bad habit. Um, and so what happened was at the end of year two, Year two was all about attacking Superman with science. Kryptonite right. bullets, nuclear warhead, yeah. uh, um, gravity machine, all those sort of things, right? And right. so they nuke uh, Superman and uh, Wonder Woman got in the way. She did not su- not survive um, the, the nuclear attack too well. She was in pretty bad shape. So Superman takes her to Themyscira where she's getting healing. And while she's in Themyscira, uh, Constantine realized that Wonder Woman is the negative force driving Superman to make all his bad decisions. Right. Right. And so while she was in her coma-like state, he put a magic spell on her. Okay. Right. And so, and also Wonder Woman was responsible for the death of his um, ex-wife, who's the mother of his child. So he had a personal, like, beef oh, against her. Oh, Constantine's wife. Okay. Yeah, right. Constantine's wife, right? And so um, he put Wonder Woman under the sleeping spell because uh, he said Wonder Woman is actually the one influencing the bad decisions. And if you read the book, it's, it's Wonder Woman who's influencing the bad decisions 
for Superman. She comes at him in a very vulnerable state, and she says, you know, it's time for you to take action and things like right. that. And where she should have been like Bruce and said, you, you know, soups, you can't do this, she was actually encouraging him. So, right. um, and so she's in a... Um, a magic state controlled by Constantine, which is why they get Hera because to break her out of the sleep. But anyway, her sleep, oh, her sleep, her greatest desire, and Superman is under a spell by, by Etrican, which means that right. only an ancient magic can break it. Etrican sprinkled fairy dust on him. That's what I thought. If you watch yeah. the Tinkerbell movie, it's fairy dust. Mm-hmm. And um. so... I'm not even going to read this. I'm not even going to well, open this. Well, okay, it's, but I think it, I think we should talk about it because here's the reason why. No, no, I'll talk about it, but, like, I'm going right. to look at the pictures because I'll get, like, a foot of rage here. Now, the, breaking the, art, the art was good. Which is why I hate it even more, so, yeah. Right, <laughs> but Booch is following the company line where Wonder Woman is concerned, okay? And so, of course, she's encouraging Clark to, you know, oh, well, you're the most, you know, amazing man I've ever met, blah, 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 blah. And then Clark, and remember, it's her dream, Clark says it's Batman's fault that, and it's Batman who has uh, Ollie's blood and Ray's blood on his hands, not mine. Mm -hmm. Really? Um. And as we saw in 14, Laura was training in Uncle Ollie's, you know, target practice den um, Mm -hmm. with her dad there. So very different um, attitudes, mindsets right there. And so she tells Clark in her dream that she knows him. You're the greatest man i ever known. I believe in you. And then she goes on to say... With, you know, they've got this sunset thing going on, and, you know, they've got silhouettes and all this kind of crap. And she says to him, um, here, let me get this. This is sad. Clark, I <laughs> will never take the place of Lois. I know how deeply you loved her, how much you still do. I just want you to know that I will be whoever you need me to do, be. All you have to do is ask. And I am looking at this and going, no woman would should ever say that to a man. I will be who, whoever you need me to be. That is psychologically horrendous. And to have Wonder Woman say it is even worse. Okay? She can't be herself. She's going to be whoever he needs her to be. Right. What well, is with that? Right. It goes back to I have always said this about the New 52 Wonder Woman. She is defined by men. She is not yeah. defined by herself, by the Amazon, by her actions, by her sisterhood. She is defined singularly by men. She is defined as Zeus's daughter. And here, right here, I will need, I will be whatever you need me to be. She is basically telling him, you know, 
And this goes back to to year one when she was with Aries, you know, and he says, will you bed her? Uh, Will you bed him? Will you sleep with him? Will you make children? And she's like, I will do whatever needs to be done. So I'm like, the hell? So basically, Wonder Woman, like, just got hot pants or something, and she thinks, you know, Superman's the only one. I mean, that, that's what it comes across as to me. And I'm like, no, man, I, I was like flinging, you know, I literally took, I have an angry bird on, on my bed. I literally took it and flung it at the wall. And I was like outside and like, like kicking dirt and stuff because it made me so angry. And it's not just the format. It's why are you doing this to Wonder Woman? Why are you, why? It's degrading. It's degrading to every female on the planet. Basically, this is their attitude. Women should be whatever men need them to be. Mm-hmm. All that all men have to do is ask, and they'll be whatever they need to be. Really, do you really truly believe that 14 to 34-year-old males want a chick who's going to just be whoever they want them to be. You don't date somebody. I mean, that okay, that line right there, I will be whoever you need me to be, is a hooker line. That's what hookers say. Because True. You know what the next line is? For the right price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, or, or the the girl that you call on the phone, I'll do whatever you want me to do. What do you yeah. want me to do? That's not Wonder Woman. That's not any intelligent, emotional female, you know, women should be respected. This is a total disrespect for Wonder Woman. It's a total disrespect to females. This is basically saying, Women, we don't want your money. We don't want you to read our books because we want to have women be basically whores. Mhm. And you know, you can't do that to Wonder Woman. You can't do that to women. The the other thing is that. So Diana, so you'll be an exercise board for Clark, basically, because he doesn't love her. She knows that he does not love her. Mm-hmm. And what woman with any a grain of self-respect is going to just lay down and go, oh, yeah, you can do whatever you want, you know? I mean, really, 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 really? Because Diana should be with a, someone who respects her and loves her. And what mm-hmm. does that do to Clark's character? Basically, she's saying, oh... Yeah. oh you know, you can be my, you know, you can just screw me all you want to, and I'll do whatever you want to, you know, whatever position, whatever, you know, I will be whatever, you know, I know you don't love me. So so what kind of relationship is that? That's not a romance. That's not no. even a friendship. So what's the deal? Yeah, and the thing is, it's Wonder Woman's view, I think we all need to remember this, it's Wonder Woman's view on Superman, Right. This, um, I can safely say to anybody out there who wants to dispute this with me, 
Uh, I have actually played the game, unlike a lot of the fomancers. Uh, I own it. Um, nothing happens ever between Superman and Wonder Woman. It's clearly stated in the game. Right? You have Wonder Woman tramping around in, uh, you know, she's half naked, she's still trying to get Superman, you know, to exercise with her. And the thing is, um, what was I going to say? He, he's, still, he's still interested in Lois Lane. Right? He, he's willing to leave this, this perfect world he's created in his image, and he's willing, yeah, perfect world. Yeah. Yeah. And he's willing to go to another dimension, another world, you know, another earth to go and look for Lois. So, yeah, Diana, yeah, you can be whatever he needs you to be, but it's not what he wants, you know, it's not what, it's not what he needs. He doesn't need you. Sorry, God. Sorry. Well, and it's just that, so then what does that leave her? She's in a love, loveless, quote-unquote, relationship where she is just going to be whatever he wants her to be. Really? Wonder Woman? Surely Wonder right, Woman has more self-respect than that. You'd think, you'd think uh, someone who's raised in Amazon, a princess, you know, she knows her, her value to, you know, the, uh, there's this prophecy made that she's going to be the one to join man's world and the ancient world together. She's going to be this great bridge of peace. She knows her importance. She would never say this. I don't know, this is not one woman. I don't know who this is. And this is desperate woman. This, this is basically the new 52's administration's view of Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. They, they don't know her. I don't even know if they know a self-respecting woman in their lives. It, it, to read what they've done to her, it's kind of hard to figure that they do. You know, I and I see them say, "Oh, I love my wife." I'm like, "Really? Then how come Wonder Woman is basically a whore?" Right, right. And I'll, I'll be you know, whoever it's, it's... you want me to be. <laughs> what? What? Well, she what? needs, well, she needs her flower oiled. You know, then she, yeah. she she needs you to be whatever you want her to be. Want the flowers oiled, and so. Yeah, you know, and the thing is... She's going to bed Superman while he screams Lois while he climaxes, and, oh, she's going to be okay with that? Really? And the thing is, why are we the ones calling DC out on this? Where's the the great Wonder Woman fans? Uh, Are they not... Where's the great feminists? Where's the, you know, these, these, these... uh, people who have these blogs and these, these things, and they have hundreds and hundreds of thousands of followers, and why are we the ones calling them out? I think if, you know, and I, I'm honestly going to send a message to some of these people, because I think if they call DC out on this nonsense, and they get a little bit more awareness to the stuff that's being done, 
um, you know, DC would end this a lot quicker. I think well, DC I have. I think I think DC have all their little toys, and nobody's pulling them away from them. So they're continuing to play with them just how they want to, and it's not our responsibility to to call it out on them. It's big people who should be doing this. I mean, you're promoting one woman, and then you and then you trash um, the fact that she's getting a movie made about her because oh, she's gonna be the warrior woman. She's not gonna be one woman. But you don't call out the small things that are really damaging character like this. Like a print, a piece of printed comic that's going to probably be used as reference for Wonder Woman later on. And people are going to say, oh, well, this is acceptable. Let's do this, you know. Yeah, I mean, people would be upset if she ever said that to Steve Trevor. Right? <laughs> I'll be whatever you want, Steve. I'm no yeah, and I can't see like her that. saying that because Steve would never expect that from her. He would never, you know, he would never, he would think, are you on drugs? Uh, Steve you know. would take her hands, Steve would take her hands, pat them gently and say, Diana, I want you to be whoever you want to be. Because you're I want a you to be woman. Diana, Period. Exactly, exactly. Because he would be like, she'd be like, I want you to be, I'll be ever you need me to be, Steve. And she, he'd be like, Diana, honey, I want you to be a great individual woman because that's who you are. That's the woman I fell in love with. No one's going to fall in love with those crazy ladies. No. And then, so she wakes up from her spell or whatever and she goes to the Justice Hall of Justice. And so I guess she didn't know that Hal was a yellow lantern, and she certainly didn't know that Superman had become a yellow lantern. No, so yeah, she, that, that happened That happened in, at the beginning of year three because then after Diana was put to sleep, well, not put to sleep, right. put under her spell sleeping, uh, then Sinestro weaseled his way in, and he was whispering things in, in Superman's ear, so... Uh, so then she grabs and so she sees Clark peacefully sleeping with a green lantern or a yellow lantern ring on, and she grabs Sinestro by the throat. What did you do to Superman? Okay, basically Superman's having this really great dream and he doesn't want it to end. And she's like, "Oh, you've done something terrible to Superman. <laughs> he can't be that happy." And unless I, you know, I'm doing whatever he wants needs me to be. You know, I was like, what? So, yeah, this whole, yeah, now that Tom Taylor's gone, um, I have a feeling this is just going to go to the lowest common denominator. Poor Wonder Woman is going to be just, you know, Superman's bitch, basically. And, you know, and Superman doesn't deserve that either. I mean, he doesn't want her, you know, he wants her to be Diana. That's the thing. He doesn't want her. He's got this big shot thing. I don't want you, Diana. You stay away from me. I'd rather go, you know, brainwash Doomsday than spend time with you. Which well, is I mean, exactly that's exactly what, what he does in the game. <laughs> ah, he well, goes is... off and he he has this mind control thing on on Doomsday, and Diana yeah. comes in in her skanky little dress and she's like, Clark. 
you should stop working. And he's like, uh, whatever. And he doesn't even pay attention to her. And he goes up and he's like, I'm just going to finish this up. And he's going, and he's got this remote control thing where he can control Doomsday. Well, here's the thing. She's not Wonder Woman. No, no. She's she's not even she's not even any self-respecting woman that you would meet on the street. And you know, if that you know, we complain that they make Superman lesser, I mean, they really have made Wonder Woman lesser. And now she's getting mm. digital. She's got sensation and then she's got they're they're banking on the you know, they're uh, using the memory of Linda Carter's Wonder Woman to sell books. Right. Well, basically what's happening is I think the Wonder Woman book is not selling. And so oh, no. they have and so they have brought back uh Sensations Comics, which is every Wonder Woman fan, they know the historical value behind that. And um they're bringing back Linda Carter because they want to, you know, rile up that nostalgia in you. So Right. Yeah, but, but you, know, you know, I was checking, I was checking the digitals, and ew, I hate to say this, Wonder Woman fans, it's not doing so well. It it debuted at um, fourteen, which is really bad for a new digital because normally um, I'm going by Injustice and Smallville and um, what's the other one? The and that's just one. among the and that's just amongst the DC ones, right? Yeah, that's just DC comics, and so it's doing. And normally, uh, Sensations comics came up at number three when it debuted. So that did okay. Um, when Smallville used to come out, it was always in the top three or top five, depending on how many Injustices came out that right. week. Um, because some weeks they would they they um, with Injustice they they sort of hit a a speed bump, and then so they had to speed up so they would give us two injustices each week. So mm-hmm. Smallville would get pushed a little bit down to number four because they had two injustices. And so um, injustice comes out number one, number two every week. Um, and Sensations comics comes in the top five. Um, Smallville obviously was always in the top five, top three some weeks. Um, and so since I I got shocked because I was looking for uh, Sensations comics and I was like, where is it? That so had to go yeah. to like the next page and I was like, oh oh this this you know I hope it does better for you know for Wonder Woman fans and to show DC comics we don't want Injustice Wonder Woman we want you know Linda Carter Wonder Woman with Steve Trevor so well and. It'll be interesting to see how well Injustice does now that Taylor's gone. Yeah, um, true. Because a lot of know, people didn't know. A lot of people didn't know that number fifteen was the end. Was was not Tom Taylor? Like, hey, right. Who's this person, you know. Yeah. So, um, I know a lot of people still have their subscriptions up for. Um, for injustice, and they said, "Oh well, you know, Yatri has only like, I think five or seven books or something left, and then they're going into a new year." 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of people said, we're just going to see how it, it goes from here. Uh, but mm, well, people did not like this one. Now, I'm looking at Cosmicology's uh, top-selling digital page, which includes all publishers of comic books, not just DC. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And Justice 14 is number 33 still. And right. Justice number 13 is 69 still. Right. Oh, okay, on the DC, Injustice 14 is number 7. Um, and Injustice 13 is above Sensations Comics. It's number 12, I think, or 13 or something. And I can't even I think find Sensations. Yeah, yeah, it, it's really low. It's, it's below action. Action comics, oh my goodness, it's really so badly. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's just that people aren't buying digital or because I know a lot of people buy digital. A lot of people have now moved from from physical to digital because right. they're like it's it's a lot easier for a lot of people, you know, you just you have your, your iTunes account or your you know, Google Plus yeah. account and you just sure. and you just this thing and you have and you have your comic. You don't have to sure. drive you know, get it stuck in traffic, you know, a lot of people working, that sort of thing, so... But they will go and pick up their phone later. What? I'm the, sorry, the you're breaking up. Oh, sorry. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, um, lucky, I said a lot of people just go and pick up the physicals later, so... Right, right. Um, Action Comics on Cosmicology uh, Digital is... 30, and Justice League 3000, which we'll talk about today, is 29. Um, so, And I can't find Sensation Comics yet. I don't know where it is. <laughs> it's very far down. It's very far down. You know, quite frankly, I don't care. Um, True. I hope you know. You know yeah. Um, uh, okay. You know, I was I was on the page of Wonder Woman. I was like, I hope you'll get a good comic. But then I was like, y'all are getting two comics and I'm getting nothing. So yeah. uh, um, this year I, I told people, sorry, but I'm completely and 100% focused on my clothes campaign because that's all I can really care about right now. I cannot care about Wonder Woman. I don't even give a rat ass about Batman because I know that he's going to be number one. Um, and so, you know, I'm like, I don't care. You know. Well, and, I, could and give... I think on the larger picture to me, and we'll get into this probably a little more, is, you know, I'm raising the question, it, it, the new 52 quote-unquote superheroes, are they truly heroic? No, they don't know what heroic means. I, I I look, you know, I picked up, um, I got it in hard copy because um, we had a sale at a local comic book shop. And I got Superman Beyond 3D, which was part of Final Crisis. And, um, oh, okay, okay. I was just like, what comic are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, it's part of, it was part of Final Crisis. This is written by... Grant Morrison, and you know it talks about the multiverse quite a bit because they had several quote unquote Superman 
come and try to help, try to save the world for their own reasons. Uh, Clark needed to get some bleed uh, to save Lois. Right. She I don't know how many shot. times he's, yeah, because she had got hit in the head, and he was giving her uh, infrared massage by her bedside, and this female shows up from some other world and uh, the bleed world. and Wasn't that the Harbinger? Was it the Harbinger? No, no. It was some other lady. Uh, yeah, some other lady. And she stopped time. And so right. he could come with her and help save the universe because if the the bad guy, you know, took over, then it would have been the annihilation of the entire universes. You know, all all everything would have been extinct. All life would have been extinct. So, but uh, so I'm reading this, and then I, you know, then I look back at the New Fifty Two, and I'm like, "Where's the heart? Where's the spirit? Where's the mm-hmm. individuality of characters? Um, there is none." It's this whole kind of blanket thing where uh, there will be no romance. We will, they have, you know, they made the big announcement they were breaking up Clark and Lois's marriage because, you know, they just didn't know what to do with Superman married, which is the biggest lie. I mean, can we look at um, post-crisis to, you know, 2008 and, you know, tons of stories of them being married and why and all this kind of stuff. Uh, people you know, who still, um, I mean, we'll look at Tom Taylor's 13 and 14. Look at his number 30. Look at his his number one and two of Injustice. That, I mean, for somebody, you know, I can't write a marriage. I mean, he definitely, it's because he brings out the heart of the character. And when you're a Superman fan, Clark's heart is a big component of his character. It's not his superpowers, and I don't know that the administration of DC Entertainment understands that at all. And so what they did was they did this whole blanket thing that there will be no romance in the New 52. We, mm-hmm. They literally broke up the most iconic couples. I mean, Clark and Lois, uh, Barry everyone, and Iris. Everyone, everyone. Wait, wait, wait. I have a list. Everyone. Clark and Lois, Barry and Iris, um, Hal and Carol. Diana yep. and Ollie, uh, Bat and Cat. You cannot count that number one because they only had a one night stand. Um, who else? Everybody. The only people that are still together is Aquaman and Mira, and they won't even admit that they're king and queen, even though they sit on the same throne. Um, no, I was talking to like this huge Aquaman fan, right? And he's right. like, don't even get me started on that. Just don't. Just don't bring it up. Right? It's like, damn idiot well, face. <laughs> Can't keep his mouth shut. <laughs> so my question is, what purpose does that serve? Who sold the soul to the devil is what I want to know because they literally are destroying these characters. They're stripping them of their heart and soul and they're they're raised on deck. They, you know, they're just going through the motions, and they expect fans to buy that. Oh, this is the character. No, they're just—they are completely without 
soul, heart, spirit. Um, Clark, intellect, half the time he's, you know, it's, you know, he has the knowledge of all the known galaxies, supposedly. But no, he can't, you know, figure out how to tie his own shoes if he wanted to or shave or whatever. And now, you know, it's it's constant horror, horror, horror. They don't understand Wonder Woman. And so if you don't understand Wonder Woman, you are basically saying to female fans, we don't understand women at all. So we will just turn her into an object. Because we just consider you object. You know, I know this is a consumer world and all that, but people don't have to consume crap, you know, hmm. um, if they don't want to. And people aren't wanting to. I mean, have you looked at the numbers? And, you know, we should be getting numbers this week, shouldn't we? Hopefully, if, if everybody's back from their holidays, yeah. Right. Well, I mean, it's it'll be the second week or third week almost because this you know this is the tenth and so it'll be the seventeenth so you know yeah we, we should, should be getting we should be getting numbers and we should be getting solicits soon for you know what April mhm um although we did get some for April already from DC um but the thing the thing is. In that writer's retreat of 2010, who hates women? Who hates romance? Who hates um, characters having a life beyond battles? Exactly. I wish, I wish I could answer you because, you know, I would sit down with that person and say, um, you know, I don't care what's happening in your personal life, but a lot of people's lives revolve around their relationships with other people, your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your cousin, your person you love, your friends. I mean, we all have, we don't, you know, people say get a life when you actually don't go out and do anything and, you know, you're just consumed by your work. And that's what they're saying with the New 52 heroes. Get a life, you know, because they're currently just, I'm superhero all the time. But here's the thing. People didn't fall in love with these characters because they were, well, okay, let's just be specific. They did not fall in love with Superman because he could fly and because he could, you know, melt steel with his eyeballs and, you know, and because he's an alien and he gets into fights, and, you know, it's, they fell in love with Clark, basically. They fell in love with Clark because he was an alien discovered by farm people. And they raised him to uh, believe in the preservation of life to understand, you know, the life cycles, you know, how it interrelates, what it means to everybody, you know, every every living thing is important on, on some scale. Okay. And when you're a farmer, you understand that. I was just going to say corporate, that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I was Unless just you're a corporate say, farmer. Small, small yeah. town farmers, 
you know, growing up, I know I grew up in a farm town. So you get, you understand how precious life is, how valuable the crop is, how you should respect. I mean, some farmers in India, we have a God for the harvest to thank them. So, you know, that's how important life and, and things is to us. And it, it's very important that his parents or the people that found him are farmers because it instills a very different sort of value system right. in him. And then, no, offense, no offense to people who come from big cities and stuff, but it's a different life. It's, it it yeah. really is a different life. Yeah, they're more connected to everything in that, you know, they have to grow their own food. Where yeah, yeah. And, and go down and, and get McDonald's, you know, and they have yeah. no relationship <laughs> with the food whatsoever, and it's killing them. Right, and, you know, even the way we interact with people, you know, Farm towns are very small. Everybody knows everybody's business. Right. What you have for breakfast this day? Oh, no, I know you had bacon and eggs. Yeah. <laughs> I smelled it coming from your frying pan. Can I come over for lunch later? <laughs> so, yeah, you're not really able to hide. No, uh, yeah. In a, in a small town, in, a, in you know, like a farm community. And, you know, in the city you can't. You're just a number. You can you can walk the streets of New York, and you nobody needs to know you. Mm-hmm. And that's the juxtaposition of Superman. the The country boy who came to live in the used, city. You just used the alien you just who used came DC's to live favorite you, word. <laughs> what? You just used DC's favorite word, juxtaposition. <laughs> juxtaposition. Oh, I didn't realize that was their word. So anyway. Oh. The juxtaposition sorry, is sorry. that is that the country boy goes and lives in the city, and he saves the entire world. Plus, he's an alien who was raised by humans and and basically is more human than human. Okay, so mm-hmm. how does that work? So then you have him relate to human humanity. He wants to be, you know, he wants to be like humans because he's he's humanoid, obviously. And so he can be, and he can have a full life. But the New 52 does not allow that. They think Superman having a full life, and when I say full life, I mean his entire mythology. Now they've got him shredded down to, oh, he flies around with a cape, and he's dating Wonder Woman because he's too lonely and afraid to actually make ask Lois Lane out for a date. And so we'll shove the Daily Planet, Lois Lane, Jimmy Olsen, all that aside for this ghost of what this character has always been. And so what does that do to fans? What does that, I mean, fans, when they read a Superman story, like if they read Injustice number 14, year three, that was a Superman story. He was Superman. He inspired us. 
he you know caused us to realize that family is important love is important uh doing the best that you can with what you have is important but we get none of that in the new 52 none it's not happening why all we're getting Yay. is horror stories horror stories Horror stories. I'm sick of it. Oh, Mm -hmm. guess what? There's monsters in Smallville, and then in Future's End, oh, Smallville was evil, and that's why Superman came to Smallville, because he's good. And I'm like, what? It's like they don't want anyone to be inspired by these stories at all. Good. It's, it's like, like DC. DC has um, lost inspiration in their stories. Yeah. None of these. None of these stories. I mean, you hear. I know you don't personally like the story, but All Star Superman. You know, there was a person on Tumblr who said that scene where Superman saves the girl from jumping off the building. Right. Connected with her because. She was because she was suicidal, and when 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 she read Superman saying, you know, everyone is important, you matter. She said it connected with her, and it it basically saved her life. And so, where do we get that now? In the New Fifty Two, no, you know, I'm like I'm not making fun of anybody, but like I'm giving up. You know, it it. Comics were a place oh. where you went to, to go and feel good about yourself, and now you're like, you get depressed, and well, you and need to the eat chocolate and stuff. Here's the thing. Taking that story, you know, Reagan, the the girl, right. look what they've done to that character. Deliberately, they apparently. Her. They killed they her killed off in her. action in the last issue. Yeah, horrible, horrible. I mean... I don't think people, um, because a lot of people aren't reading that in Superman, even though its numbers are uh, okay, um, you know, a lot of people didn't realize that that was um, the result from All-Star Superman. Or I think there would have been a little bit of, I'm I'm just surprised, um Greg Pak got away with that. Greg Pak is sort of becoming, you know, public enemy number one, sort of now, because he was really, really somebody we, we, we pinned our hopes on, and he's, he, you know, he came in and he's all talk and everything, but now, whenever I read his, his interviews and stuff, he always ends with, uh, go, go down and put it on your post, and I'm like, no. I'm not going to put it on my polos because it's nonsense. You know, it's crap. Well, I no. Well, we're going to be talking about action in a few minutes, but yeah. I know that you asked Greg Pack a question, and you want to tell everybody the question and what you That's my reaction. Yeah, um, no, but I, I need them to know. <laughs> okay. Um, so I asked Greg Pack. Um, 
Let me let me put it. I think okay. No, I I think I can remember. I said, um, will Lois Lane be showing up soon in action comics? I specifically, you know, I cut down words and stuff just to fit in action comics, um, and and I said because you know we miss her. Right? I miss Lois Lane. And he replies, he has the nerve, he has the gall, he has the audacity to reply to me um, saying, oh, well, she's going to have a big part in Batman Superman. Have a good day. So basically, if he didn't write both books, Say he didn't write Batman Superman. He only wrote action. He wouldn't have had an answer for you. Right? Hello? Sej, did I lose you? Well, let's see. We'll have to look at the magic console. Um, so, yes, we've lost Tej. Um, the thing about it is is that he was asked specifically if she would be in action comics because Lois has not been in action comics since I want to say October. Or maybe that was the last time she was in. Um, she does have a big storyline in Batman Superman, but we already knew that, but that's not what we asked. Hello? Um, hold on, let me get Tej. Got to find my thing here. Hiya. Hello. 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 Sorry, internet cut me out. Ah. <laughs> Damn you, Skype. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, I heard you talking about what Greg Pak said. Um, yeah, I specifically asked him. Is she going to appear in action comics? Action yes. comics. Yeah. And and he's like, and he has the gall, he has the audacity, he has the utter nerve to reply to me and say, she's gonna have a big story in Batman Superman. And I'm like, I know that because I need your solicitations. I'm probably following you better than all of your fans. So, in so, other words, no, and we don't know when she'll ever be back in Action Comics? Is that basically the answer? Uh, basically, I take it as a, a no comment, or he's not allowed to say, or she's not allowed to be in Action, and he can't say. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, and, you uh, know, Lois Lane. It, it, it's really depressing that... Lois Lane is not in action comics. The comics that, you know, gave birth to her. You know, I keep saying it that DC is built on the back of Superman and Lois Lane. Yep. Because Superman is would not have been as popular a character without Lois Lane. No, that's exa- exactly it. You have to have Lois in his storyline... Right, and the thing is, exactly, and the thing is now they're using Lois as their little scapegoat, um, you know, their little uh, 
convenient, um, uh, how can I put this, bait to get numbers up and to get stories. You know, I think Northling is the easy way out of a story for them now because they can't flesh out the character. They can't do anything with the, the current important characters in Superman's life. They bring Lois Lane at the last minute when she's had nothing, you know, she's had no build-up or anything, but they bring in Lois Lane to come and save Superman. And I think it's unfair for us. I think it's unfair uh, on the fans, and I think it's unfair on, on Superman. And it's bad storytelling. Okay, why didn't Lana Lang save Superman? Savior of worlds, electrical engineer. Why didn't she save Superman at the end of Doom? Who was saving Superman? Lois Lane. Why didn't Wonder Woman save Superman? She was too busy blowing up his uh, phantom zone and fortress of solitude. So, yeah. Um, and supposedly, she gave the raw end of the deal. Well, okay, here's the thing. Okay, so let's go over this action 38, which is a continuation of the Halloween story that Pac's been doing. Stretch it out, stretch it out, stretch it out. So, you know, Superman Clark Kent has never screamed Lois's name in the New 52, has he, in main continuity? He said Lois's name in that game, the Throne of Atlantis Justice League. But what? Yeah, like in Throne of Atlantis Justice League. He just said it. He didn't. He didn't he scream said, it. Yeah, Lois. Yeah, he didn't Lois? scream it. Like you know, that's like one of the things that we always look for is him screaming Lois's name, right? Mm-hmm. Right. He hasn't yes, done it in the New Fifty Two. I mean, he hasn't even saved Lois and carried her in his arms. Unless she was an astral projection in the New 52. This is what editorial's doing because the individual artists and stuff that come on, like when Dan Jurgens did Superman Annual 2, he didn't realize that that was the first time when we saw Superman holding Lois Lane in his arms. Right, right. Chris told him, and he's like, really? He goes, yeah, that was the first time. And that was two years after the New 52 started. So they, right, and then and then they have the nerve to to say, um, oh, it, it's a habit. I'm like, what habit? That was love. What are you yeah, I what mean, are you talking about? You want to talk minion? Let's talk minion. Uh, no, no, let's not talk about that minion. <laughs> so, Pac's going back to this cornfield fire again. Uh, and apparently there was a monster in there too at that during that time. He's still stuck in Smallville. He still has the beard, only he's not wearing his Superman outfit. He's wearing Clark clothes. And mm. Lana screams, and he screams Lana. And there's this fire, and he's you know trying to save her. And so. Superman, Clark Kent, has not been allowed to scream Lois Lane's name in the New 52 in main continuity. And Lana Lane gets an entire page with her big lettered name across Clark's face. Right. Clark is in black and white, 
and Lana's name is in big, bold, red letters. And you see the fire in Clark's eyes, and you're like, Lana! I'm like, yo, fuck this! And, you know... (laughs) They wonder why. They wonder why we hate Lana Lang's guts, because editorial is obviously shoving Lana at us now. We've got, you know, we've We've had the Wonder Woman stuff, you know, 10 feet tall over our heads, and now we get Lana Legs shoved at us. Mm, we all love the side dish of Lana Lang. Not me. No, nope, no. Nope. So, Clark, the, the big big thing is, you know, Clark's lonely, and his parents died when he was very young. Now, we calculated it. You know, he was a prom, supposedly, when they died. So, you know, he had a good 17, 18 years of being raised by the Kents to, you know, to have some gumption and to, you know, know what, you know, to to be a good person. But, you know, apparently when they died, he completely got amnesia about everything they ever taught him and about them. Yeah, because, you know, when people die, you forget about them. Right? I mean, that's just so logical. Well, yeah, I'm sure, you know. Yeah, like, when my mother died, like, I completely like, forgot everything she ever said or did for me. Yeah, like, I don't remember uh, I don't remember my grandfather sitting with me and watching Lois and Clark the New Adventures of Superman. No, I forgot about that. So now we're having another horror story thrust upon us because, you know, that's what the New 52 is about, basically, horror. You know, I understand some artists, creators, you know, horror is their favorite genre, but you know what? I'm sick of it. I'm getting horror in World's End. I'm getting horror over here. I'm getting horror in action. You know, Batman's always a horror story. Because, you know, that's what Snyder likes to write. I saw him have a tweet that said something like, I have so much horror, so many horror stories, just I think I'm going to write romantic comedy next year. And I thought, you know what, if you actually did it, it would be amazing, I'm pretty sure. But I don't know if he's got it in him to write a romantic comedy. And you'd know, daggone well, editorial would have a heart attack. But editorial because, you know, would be like, editorial would be like, Scott, what's this? It's like it's romance. <laughs> They'll be like <clears throat> romance. You know, Batman's not supposed to be funny. So yeah, so whatever. you know, Clark's. You know, Pack has brought a few panels of Clark's memory of his parents and what they taught him, and you know what they did for him and that kind of stuff. So, but in this issue, they're zombies. Mhm. Who lied to him? Yeah, they're basically um, trying to diminish whatever self-worth and self-esteem he has. Right. They hated him. They feared him. They they were in constant fear of him. They, they managed to write notes to each other so he w- couldn't hear them whisper to each other. You know, and I, but... I do give Pat credit. Clark is going lies, 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 because he knows what his parents. So apparently now he knows what the Kents meant to his life, and you know, uh, 
you know, he loved them, and he knew, you know, he knew them. Apparently, out of, I know, he came out of his amnesiac coma or something. Uh, we don't know when that <laughs> happened, you know, because, you know, Clark just does things, and we don't know why. He doesn't have a strong will, you know. But in this, I mean, you know, when he's saying lies, lies, I'm like, okay, well, we're seeing a little bit of Clark's like, you're full of crap, you know, no, sir. Which, you know, he would say if there wasn't the new 52. And so we see that Lana has been captured by the monster, I, and she's got um, guiding him to Clark's mind. What? One, one thing, one thing. I do like the line, though, um, the pack roach in here. The angriest person is usually the one most at fault. We've had angry Superman, yeah. right? all throughout the New 52. And I'm just sitting there and saying, yeah, well, you know, maybe Greg Pack grew up back he's saying, you know, Superman's at fault for everything. Why? Superman's at fault for not being with Lois Lane. You know, he was angry at Lois for being with Jonathan, but he didn't do anything. No. You know, he's angry. So, so yeah, he, Superman is at fault. He has no reason to be angry because he is the one at fault for everything. Yeah, I mean, okay, what Superman in his right mind would never ask Lois Lane out for a date? The new 52 is a man. <laughs> and so you really can't call him Superman, can you? No, you can't even call him Clark Kent because, I mean... Right. He's the, not even Clark Kent. Yeah, where's the nerves of steel to go and ask Lois, you know, to buck it up and to go and ask Lois Lane out on a date, you know? Uh, and in Action Comics number one, 1938, he had done it a lot of times. He was, like, bugging her. He was like, Lois, can we go on a date? Lois, please, I want to go take you out. I'll show you a good time. And then she's finally like, okay, I'll give you a chance. We'll go out. So, yeah, you know, he he's supposed to be constantly asking Lois Lane out, not, oh, I wonder if Lois would like me, oh, but she's with this guy. Oh, but I'm so angry she's texting him. Oh, they're moving in together? What? What did he do for four years? That's the other problem. Editorial knew they could not put the foments together if they had Clark with meeting Lois. And relating to her and in any small capacity. So they gave him a five-year gap. And Diggle wrote how she met Jonathan, he, some schmarmy guy picking her up in a bar after Clark had to go save the world, you know. And so then they started dating because Clark never asked her out. I mean, you know, do they think women are just like, well, you just need to sit on the shelf until some man asks you out, you know? Who wants to, some guy who ain't got the balls to ask you out? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, um, to a point people say, oh, well, then Lois Lane should have asked him out. No, she's not going to ask out somebody who's so cowardly, he can't even say, Lois, do you want to go out? have drinks with me or something. Right. Right? So, yeah, Lois is not going to want to be with someone who 
purposely puts Shavita aside, you know. She's not going to want that. She's going to want some guy being there and sweeping her off her feet, you know. Jonathan Carroll is not the guy for that. So in the story, we find out these monsters are all like succubuses on people, you know. It reminds me a lot of the stupid Jeff Johns help write that crap. Was it Lonely Hearts? Where uh, they had the, the parasites on them. So uh, they, these parasites are in on all the people in Smallville. They just been able to tolerate it longer and so they seem to have some kind of control because they know exactly that these things feed off fear, blah, blah, blah. Now, Clark's taking a little longer because of his, you know, physiology, blah, 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 powers, blah, 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 blah. And so it feeds off fear. Gee, there's been, I mean, Clark smooched Wonder Woman because he got doused with fear and grief by, you know, what was his name? David so-and-so's lesser gods way back in David, the first year. David yeah, Graves. David Graves, yeah. So now Pac's got, you know, these things feed off of fear. Really? Gee. I'm like, uh, what, do they just have certain ingredients they put into a blender? I mean, really? So <laughs> give me something to, yeah, it's, you know. It's like the new fifty two it's like the new fifty two has one formula and then they say this is the formula you're allowed to use. Can we put this in? No. Fear. Loneliness. Action. That that's all you're allowed. No connections, so, no romance. Lana admits that she was mad at him because he didn't save her parents. Whatever, chick. This is this is the Fourth issue. This is, a, is this the fourth issue in this in the series? Yes. At least. November, November, December, January. Okay, three issues. Yeah. This is the third time Lana Lang has said she is angry at Scott for not saving her parents. I am so over this. Oh my goodness, I am so over Lana Lang being angry at Superman for not saving her parents. Get off it. Ah, so there's all these kind of animals. I mean, some of them are like biblical, you know. There's all this crap in it, and so you know she's going on about you know, oh, the monsters make it all better, Clark. They take all that terrible knowledge of where we're inevitably going, and they make it feel good. Just let them in, Clark. Just let them in. Okay, Lana, shut the hell up. And just so he screams his ne- your name twice in this issue doesn't make me going to like you, okay? And then, so, then we find out that in the next issue we're going into the Phantom Zone. Excuse me? What Phantom Zone? <laughs> what? Has it been 60 days? <laughs> uh, you know, I was wondering the same thing. I was like, oh, is it fixed? Is it is working again? Oh, I, I hope somebody in the Phantom Zone wraps Wonder Woman out and says, oh, oh no, your girlfriend was in here blasting wobbled at us. And yeah. so, you know, that's what destroyed the Phantom Zone. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm like, the Phantom Zone's back again. Like, 
it's yeah, like well, a one-stop solution. It's like a one-stop solution for something. Oh, I have a problem. I'll put yeah. a stamp in the I have a problem. Yeah. We'll put a stamp in the Giant closet, you know, with a lock on it, and I can just throw anything I want in there. Really? That's the Phantom Zone. Well, your girlfriend thinks it's the best place to launch a war. <laughs> And, and Meanwhile, Lois has to can't... turn green because she's in the fortress. Whatever. And people can just walk in and out of that thing. So. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm surprised Bat Greg has a okay. Two. Yeah, I don't. I don't. This whole, you know, why are we stretching this particular story out beyond belief? I don't know. Maybe Greg Pack, you know, I would have been okay if this was a Halloween story in October. Yeah. Right. Um, maybe if it went into November, but seriously, you know, reading this now in, in January and right. we're still not done, I'm like, no, I'm so over this monster thing and this, you know, this is like, how the how many times Superman's been mind whammed, you know, uh, it would have been nice um, if he used the Kents more. Like yeah. he brought them, he brought them back, right? In inverted commas, he could have done something more with them. He could have given Clark some gumption, you know, <sighs> yeah, some sort of realization, but. All of this, all of this is amounting to nothing. Clark is not learning anything. He's not nope. growing as a person. Um, nope. None of the characters are growing. You know, John Henry Irons isn't growing. Lana Lang isn't growing. Um, we're he's getting, raising getting... his stature because, you know, he screamed her name twice. Ugh. Lois can't Whatever. even be mentioned in action comics now. And so I'm just curious to see, because I'm 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 finished. I'm bored with the story. I I I don't care anymore how this is going to end, what's going to happen from it, because I'm bored. I'm bored out of my mind with the story. And so, yeah. So I'm just like waiting for. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm just waiting for the story to be over and for solicitations to come out so I can see what's happening after this because oh. well we won't know until June. June and that will be for another that won't be till March. Yeah, oh what a long wait. Oh my goodness. It's like everybody's stuck. Because I've yeah. read um so many comics this week and the only comics that are moving forward are the ones quote unquote out of continuity. Right, JL three thousand. You know, okay, Lobo isn't really with the thing. So, but it's everybody else that is not in continuity, that's not being affected by anything, um, that is moving forward. Every other comic is stuck, and it's like, come on, people, this is twenty fifteen. This is a new year. You're supposed to come out with a bang, not come out with a snooze fest. I'm like, well, what is, you know. The only people I see excited about this this arc 
Where I'm sure we'll go into a graphic novel of at least six issues. Um, is people? Oh, the ultra humanite is coming back. Big whoop de doo. You know, I've never <laughs> been a villain person. I, you know, I don't like Superman for his villains. I like Superman for him to be a thinking, breathing, loving, uh, caring, genteel gentleman uh, who does the best he has with what he has. I don't give a rat's butt about his stupid villains. Well, yeah. I never knew who yeah. Lex Luthor was for so long, because if they had a bald guy with kryptonite on the cover, I didn't read it, because I knew it would be about stupid rocks. And <laughs> so that left out Brainiac, and it left out Lex Luthor. So. Yeah, well, for me, Superman is about learning something and about growing. Um, mm-hmm. I-, I want people to bring back the one-and-done, one-shot comics. I dare these comic writers to write a one-and-done comic that is good. Because I just read, um, I think, Dan Jogans or somebody. I just read um, the the first appearance of Kismet, right? In Adventures of Superman. Mm -hmm. And what a fantastic story. Every panel is moving you forward. Every panel has... Something important happening, and it's panel per panel. It's not page or anything. There's no splash pages, right? There's only one splash page in the entire comic, and that's when Kismet is telling Superman, well, what if you didn't embrace your human side? What if you only embraced your cold, quote-unquote, cold Kryptonian side? You would be an evil dictator, right? And And there's this big splash page of him killing the entire Justice League, because they don't join his side. And so, but anyway, I I challenge these people. I'm, you know, I want one and done comics where it's it's a it's an interesting story from beginning to end. It's good art. I mean, I would take the you know 90s art over this stuff because, uh, quite frankly, I don't look for I don't read Superman for pretty art. No offense, Aaron no. Fuda. No offense, Jaylee. You know, yeah. yes, you're the only things that kept me interested in this book because, you know, give credit where credit is due. I think Aaron could have did a very good um, illustrative work with making it very black and white and keeping that suspense up. But the thing is, the story doesn't have suspense. So the art isn't going to keep me interested. Right. I'm but not a horror I mean. person, but I was never scared by the story. <laughs> no, it's not scary. I just mean it's good. It's, it's like, 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 oh, his parents are different. acting like creeps because they're zombies. Okay, fine. And Clark doesn't believe him. Okay, fine. But it, 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 he did something different. He made it almost completely black and white. So it's like, an, you know, this old sort of, like, you know, feel. But I didn't get scared. You know, if I'm going to read this at night, I'll read it to fall asleep, not to get scared. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, I I'm know going you could still to... have a good night's sleep afterwards. Exactly. I'm not going to be frightened. I'm going to be like. <laughs> yeah, here's my question. You know, we are traumatized every day by the real world. 
I yeah, mean, I mean, fact, look at, we've, we've had happened dissidents because of it. I mean, look at what's happening in Paris. It's exactly. scary. Or it's any, you pick any. Anywhere, country, any anywhere. Of, Yeah. So here's anywhere. the deal. We are being traumatized um, to the point where we have cognitive, cognitive dissonance, meaning when we see something that's not within our globe of what's real in the world, it confuses us. Okay, so why do you put in a story, a fictional story, horror? We're just going to go ho-hum, new day, another time. Oh, yeah, that's nice. You know, we've got horrific things happening in the real world, and they give us horror in the comic books. Mm-hmm. Well, exactly. It, you know, it kind of defies, you know, comic books, were, you know, originally were tales of, you know, they had everything. They had humor, they had uh, adventure, they had drama, they had, okay, detective comics. When was the last time Batman was an actual detective? Mm, Pre-52, Scott Snyder was writing Dick Grayson. That was the last time I saw Batman being a detective. Okay, and that, was a so, lo- that was a long time ago, really long I mean, time ago. See, some people don't realize that Sherlock Holmes was the world's greatest detective until Batman. <laughs> True. Okay. I mean, so you know that. And a, that's what a, that's yeah, what sets no. him apart from the rest of the DC universe. He was a great detective. He, you know, yeah, he had his gadgets and everything, but it was his analytical mind and the way he thought that made him unique. Now everybody, you know, I'm not saying everybody's like Batman, but everybody is like a slug. Everybody has the same characteristics. And they're no longer their unique individual characters anymore. And if they and to, to to exacerbate that, in order to make them all alike, they strip away some of the mythology and their storylines. You know that people have always, you know, that's who that character is to them. They strip those away so they could be all the same, all the you know they have the same emotional content. Um, you know, there's no there's no giggling in comics now. Not in the new Fifty Two. I mean, there's unless you're reading Keith Giffen, you know. But <laughs> main character, you know, main continuity, like you know, Batman, Superman. Oh gosh, there shouldn't be no giggling in when reading comics. You know, there should be no. Oh my gosh, isn't he romantic? No. Okay, so to me, a hero. When I watch a hero story. There's always romance in it, right? Oh, uh, you know, um, I was—I can't remember what it, what I was watching a special on, and they said a hero is defined by the romance in his life, by the heart in his life. And I was being, you need to go talk to New Fifty Two Superman. I think I was watching a movie or something, and and. That's a hero to me. A hero is defined yeah. by what he is fighting for. Exactly. And very often and very often what he's fighting for is his loved ones. Yeah. 
is the protection of his loved ones, is the approval of his loved ones, you know, uh, that that's what a hero is to me. And so I don't know, you know, I'm not, I know I'm not the only one singing this song, bring back more emotion to heroes. Well, they do bring emotion, but it's only, you know, gritty, edgy, grief, loneliness, fear, you know. And then, so the only stories we get are horror stories about fear and loneliness and grief. Mm Mm-hmm. And... Let's talk about One Note Wonders. I mean, bleh. Yeah, you know, you were talking about what makes an individual. The only reason I got into Batman was because of detective comics. You know, I was right. growing up, or still now, you know, I love a good detective story. That's why I watch right. Sherlock with, with Benedict. It's why I watch sure. 150 types of CSIs out there, you know. Right. Uh, FCSI, I watch it, okay. Um, and, you know, it's why I got into Batman, because... When you were reading detective comics, not not even that long ago, a few years ago, right? Right. It was it was again one and done uh, detective stories, or they would go up to maximum like five books of him analyzing the scene. He's and he tells you about the you know the the, the, the there's this and this will lead to that and you know you you sort of think in that frame and then he be, he he like one step up, uh, above the, the 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 bad guy and he's like this is what I'm going to do to to counteract the bad guy's power and you know, a batman doesn't have that anymore you know no there's no who done it no exactly exactly i mean i used to read I used to read, watch Agatha Christie, which is, you know, fantastic detective stories. And, um, you know, I actually like Hercule Poe. And uh, that's why I got into Batman, because I like detective stories. And... Well, I think they, they think, you know, superhero stories used to have everything in them. That's what made each superhero unique. The the mixology of you know their chemistry and what you know what elements they would pull into the story to flesh out these characters. But now superhero stories are about punching bad guys and flying and killing. You know. I mean, killing evil half the time. Right now in the New 52, all they do is celebrate evil. All they do is celebrate evil. And I'm like, really? What happened to fighting for truth and justice? Oh, well, we don't do that anymore. We celebrate evil. So, yeah, I don't get it. Tesh is coming back. Did you hear what I was talking about? Hello. <laughs> Sorry about the technical difficulties, people. <laughs> I was saying, right now, in the New 52, all they do is celebrate evil. Yes. Oh, completely. 
hundred percent agree. I mean, they had a whole arc saying forever evil. Woo! So it's yeah, it's all about celebrating gore and horror. And I'm getting kind of tired of it. You know, it's, the market is kind of saturated now with yeah. gore and horror. There's yeah, no options. There's no options anymore for people who want comedy or people who want uh, romance or people who want... And, you know, they will come out, DC will come out and say, oh, we have Harley Quinn and we have, you know, Batgirl and we have Gotham this, uh, Gotham Academy and we have Superman One Woman for romance. And I'm like, no. Have you that's actually not a romance. No, that's, that's, that's a... Thing that will drive people to crazy madness. I mean, well, uh, th- like, you know, my my point is is that superhero stories used to have all those elements in them, and each character, right. the 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 mixology. You know, if you were making up a drink or a cake or whatever, they would grab from those elements, and that would make that character unique. You know, Clark had the heart. He had an anal- he had, he had the heart, and he had a keen mind. Batman had an analytical mind, and you knew he had a good heart, but you didn't always get to see it, okay? Mm. So that, and then, you know, the interplay between them and their uh, families, family of characters, was what made them interesting because you get to see different sides, different aspects. There would be, you know, there would be humor. There would be um, drama, mystery, um romance, you know, um, and, you know, when you take, okay, Batman's got his entire family and his whole cast of characters and everything, and Superman has been totally stripped of his. Mm -hmm. Here's Wonder Woman. She'll be whatever you need her to be. That doesn't do it for fans, because we want Superman's story. We want his mixology. We want his cake. We want the Superman cake <laughs> that we always have enjoyed. You know, it's got a little bit of Clark Kent. It's got a little bit of Superman. It's got a little bit of the Daily Planet. It's got a little bit of the Fortress of Solitude. It's got a little bit of the Phantom Zone. It's got a little bit of Lois Lane. It's got a little bit of Jimmy Olsen, a little Perry White. It's got Metropolis. Yeah, it's, it's, like, got, it's, like, a good, it's, like, a, it's like a good Christmas cake. You know, it's got a bit of yeah. brandy. It's got a bit of cherries, raisins, nuts, whatever you put in it. So. Right. That's a Superman. If I'm going to describe a Superman that. cake, we don't have that. Now what we have is stale, dry bread. If yeah, even. basically. You get bread and water if you're lucky. If you're yeah, lucky, you get Wonder bread and Woman. water. She'll be, you know, basically what they're saying to fans is, Superman fans, here's Wonder Woman. She'll be what you she you want her to be. And we don't and want her. We want and Superman. And we're turning over this dry, moldy piece of bread and saying, how can this feed us, you know? It doesn't. Wonder, Wonder Woman is the dry, stale, moldy bread. Yeah. She cannot be it, what we need her to be. Yeah. We want our Hand her yeah. up to her fans. Let her fans deal with her. We're Superman fans. We don't want to deal with her. Yeah, we want, we want cake, damn it. We want Superman cake. We want Superman cake. With all the layers, baby. And the icing, too. And the icing and the cherry on the top. 
Yeah, I mean, whatever it takes. I mean, that's what we want. We want Superman. You can take Wonder Woman and put her over there and say, here, Wonder Woman will be whoever you want. You need her to be to her fans, okay? And then you get to deal with her fans. But what yeah. Superman fans want is we want Superman. We want Superman's cake in all its glory, and we're not mm-hmm. getting that. And then, and, the- and why aren't we getting that? I don't know. I just I keep saying somebody at DC Comics really hates Superman, like and really really hates Wonder Woman or doesn't understand her at all or just hates women in general. Yeah, you know. I'm at the point where I'm like, I don't even care about Wonder Woman. I don't have the the capacity in me to care about Wonder Woman anymore. And I'm sorry, I know this sounds completely unfeminist to not care about Wonder Woman. But you know what? I'm concentrating on Superman and Lois Lane this year, you know. Because caring caring about every other character is going to exhaust me. And... Well, here's the thing. Uh, The way they treat Wonder Woman is the prime example of how they'll treat every other female character. Which is scary. scary, Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not a one-off. It's not like, oh, well, we really don't understand her Wonder Woman, so we're just going to let her flounder over here. And and we're just going to let her be whoever she needs to be for whomever. And you know, so then people say, well, what about Lois Lane? Well, it's not about Lois Lane. It's about the DC Universe. Well, Lois Lane was always a part of the DC Universe before. What are you saying? Well, he's dating Wonder Woman now. But Wonder Woman isn't really Wonder Woman. She's whoever Superman needs her to be. Mm-hmm. Except when so, her needs oiling. And she's yeah, an angry now, monster. Can you imagine? I mean, if you were reading just a fan fiction, okay, and they had this story that was a year long, and it ended with the female protagonist, uh, uh, her flower isn't getting oiled, so it turns into a cunt-shaped monster as the ending for the story. <laughs> Would you ever read anything... If it was a fan fiction, I would have given up a long time. I would have given up before. Well, I understand that. I know. The the flower, I would have been like, what the heck am I reading? And I would have closed it. What drugs were they on that day? You know. That day. I mean, really? And, um, you know, I mean, yeah. If it was fan fiction, I would have given up way ahead of time. The only reason I'm reading the format is to watch it burn. <laughs> well, and, you know, we we said we would read it to, you know, let everybody else know what's happening. Well, true. I I personally said I will take it upon myself right, to let other people know. And I said, you know, I would join you so that right. you were lonely and you didn't, like, like jump off a building every- or something from reading the stuff. You know, I keep Everybody saying, else is like, I'm not reading that book. I don't know why you would want to read that. I, I want to know what's happening is what I want, you know. How bad so, is it? Ev- you know? Everybody asks me. Everybody asks me, if it causes you so much pain, why are you reading it? And I was like, 
I need to know what is happening. I need to know what they're doing to my Superman, right? And so, yeah, <laughs> I need to know. Now, I don't want to speak for Kimmy, but I asked her, I said, do you want to do a show on Sunday? And she said, I haven't even read the comics yet. I said, well, they were pretty boring. And she says, well, then why bother? There, I mean, she's, and she's a she's a great pack fan, okay? I mean, if she's to the point now where, where she don't, you know, action, you know, they're going to stretch this out to, you know, till convergence. And, you know. Good. You know, and um, boring, I think so. the only reason I'm reading action comics is because I promised that I would do reviews for, you know, Henry Cavill fan. Right. And that's because literally I would have given up on the story uh, by by December. I would have even read this issue if I knew this was going to continue till till what's it March, you know. And so, um, yeah, the only reason I am reading this is because I promised somebody I would do reviews for them, and I'm a person I don't go back on on my promise right, unless right. you know. Unless action comics will drive me to insanity, then I'll probably tell them, listen, I'll probably need a break from this. Well, so, okay, here's here's the thing. It's not clever. No, it's not clever, no. You know, they think that's the problem with, with Greg Pack, is he thinks he's being too clever. He's pulling out this, like, oh, it's like Walking Dead. And I'm like, if I wanted to read Walking Dead, I'd read yeah, Walking I'd, Dead. Yeah, you know, and I'd help that go up another one-third of a million or whatever. Yeah, you, Walking Dead doing... So what she's saying is you have no bright ideas of your own. You're trying to copy The Walking Dead. Well, is I, that how, the entire New 52 has not been clever. Yes, well, let's just say rebooting this whole thing has not been very clever either. So, yeah. yeah, and you wonder why they rebooted it. I mean, Batman's basically the same, except his timeline has been condensed to five years. They just made, yeah, and they just confused every single Batman. Like, he had five, he had four Robins in five years? Yeah. Wait, what? He had he had Damien, but Damien's eight, and now he's dead, but five years? So, yeah, so, two years ago, Baltimore Com- Comic Con, Dan DiDio said to an audience in a panel that, and I didn't go to any panels that year. I didn't realize they had panels. Anyway, he said that the Bat family basically didn't have personal lives. They had to do their duty. They devoted their lives to their duty. Okay. Again, across the board, that's what's happening to every character. Now, let's talk a little bit about, you know, I, I could care less what happens in action next month or in March. And I don't have to worry about it in April and May because of convergence. You know, if something pops up in June, it's not on my pull list. Sorry, dudes. When you get your crap together, I'll let you know. Um, and I'm really not looking forward to reading Superman this month because, you know, John says, oh, three big changes, you know, but he also said Lois is having a birthday in 40 and that's not happening. So I could care. So let's talk about 
you know, there's one thing about, and then they asked that question about, um, I'm jumping around here, I'm sorry. Um, the question on that survey about do you prefer action or complex relationships in comics? It was an or question, which was like, really, an or? Why not and? Yes. <laughs> yes, I like both. Thank you very much. But there wasn't a way to choose both. So, then they asked it, like, you know, basically action means splash pages of battles. And the complex relationship means, you know, that kind of ooey-gooey stuff that they just don't want to get into in the New 52. Oh, my gosh. Somebody actually has real feelings for somebody, and it's the motivation, and they're raising jets. Oh, no, can't have that. Just have them, you know, beat some villain up. So, anyway. So we've noticed, I know we've talked about this the last couple of shows, that they've broken up every single iconic couple. We're back to that. Okay. The Amazons have broken up Clark and Lois and Big Barda and Mr. Miracle. Them some big mm-hmm. couples right there. Uh, Patty Spivett broke up Barry Allen and Iris West, which, you know, Patty Spivett isn't even that important to be doing that. And it didn't Booch write Flash at first, him and somebody? Didn't they mm-hmm. do Flash? The guy that's doing Injustice now, didn't he? they write Flash? Booch I have no idea because yeah. I have no idea Patty because I was, yeah, I, I was like against Barry Allen for, for Flashpoint and for rebooting the whole system. So right, I, right, right. I didn't even look at so, Flash. Yeah. So anyway, um, so you read Green Lantern this week, right? Yes, yes. Because of the cover. It has Carol Ferris, Star Sapphire, on the cover, and a Green Lantern. Yeah, and it had a Green Lantern, we're thinking how, right? So what did it turn out to be? Well, it, it is Hal, right? But I was like, oh, it's going to be a romantic story with Cal, with, with, with Hal and, and Carol and all oh, the Reapers. And I was so disappointed. Um, it basically is, I don't know why Hal Jordan is hiding from somebody. The Guardians told him to go into hiding. So he's at a bar and he's hanging out with, uh, what's his name, Guy Gardner and Barry Allen. They get drunk and stuff and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then at the last few pages, Carol shows up. And I'm like, yay, Carol and hell, we can have like some romantic thing going on. And then I, I gasped in like horror because then I'm reading, Carol and hell haven't been a couple for a while. They haven't been a couple since I think issue uh, five of Green Lantern. Mm. And um, it, but didn't what John had happened that? is Carol is now with Kyle, the other Green Lantern. I had to think, Kyle, 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 Kyle. Oops, she's gone. Um, so she's with Kyle Rat Rayner now. Remember Kyle Rayner? His girlfriend ended up in the refrigerator, murdered. You know, and that's what started this women in refrigerators thing. You know, you have to do something despicable to a woman to make the hero feel bad. And he, you know, he puffs himself up and tries to be better and 
or, you know, does the great thing or whatever, where I guess Kyle just kind of whined a whole bunch a lot and stuff afterwards. But, you know, it's like uh, a perfect example would be Lois Lane in Flashpoint. When they killed Lois off in Flashpoint, Superman realized that he should be the Superman that, you know, everybody thought he should be. So, uh so, do you think that Carol's going to end up in a refrigerator? Hello. Hello. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what's happening with my Wi-Fi. I'll get it That's fixed okay. tomorrow. <laughs> okay. So, do you think Carol's going to end up in a refrigerator like Kyle's previous girlfriend? Um. Well, I don't know because she's kind of a popular character. So she's very important um, in the, it could be because they're doing this very, um, this God hand storyline with, with with the new gods and stuff. And uh, some some guy is collecting all these green lanterns, all the colored of the lantern rings, and he's putting it in a mother box to create this ultimate weapon. Oh. And so... Yeah, so I'm like, maybe they might kill her, they might not. Um, But, you know, then I go back to the thing that she's got a superpower, she's got a name, she's got a a cowl and a costume and stuff. You know, the famous line that Brett Boot gave us. Yeah, Um, she's a super. Yeah, so is she safe from refrigeration? Because of that, you know, um, they could refrigerate her because because she's a she's a powerful woman. She's you know she's right. running her own corporation and she's a superhero and she's got her life in order. You know, unlike Hal Jordan. Um, so she's doing more stuff they, than Superman. <laughs> she's 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 yes. a one woman. True, true. I mean, she she's got a personal life. You know, because she's yep. amazingly she's beating Kyle, so like Why? whoa, shocker. Why I don't know. Isn't he younger than her? Isn't he like way, way, way younger than Probably, her? Probably, yeah. Like he's like twenty and she's like thirty five, forty. I mean, I've got no problem with, with age people, you know. So I made her a cougar? Yeah. It's so like I don't know what is going on. Well, that, apparently they like, didn't have an Amazon to, you know, break up oh, well, Kyle she's a, she's a, and she's Carol. She's a star sapphire, so she comes. Yeah, but still, so they had to, instead of using the Amazon to break up Hal and Carol, they used another Green Lantern. Is that what happened? Yeah, probably what wow. happened. Wow. And, yeah, so, no, no, yeah. So and is Kyle so, a good boyfriend, or... Does he says, you know, I need a new refrigerator from my house. Do you want to come help me pick one out? <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> well, she says, No, I've me. heard about you and refrigerators. No, thank you. <laughs> I know what you keep in your refrigerators. No, yeah, really. Hal's like, no, 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 no. He's giving her the no, no, no sign. Don't do it, Carol. So, John, so if she was in Green Lantern 5. Wasn't that Johns writing that then? Yes. 
Yes. And so, um, yeah, I, I don't know the exact number. Don't don't quote me on number five. Um, okay. But, you know, it, it was very early on that apparently they're not a couple, so. Right. I, I think I have Greenland to number one, but I haven't read it, so I'll go check mm-hmm. it out. I, I don't, I, I know he had this whole thing with Sinestro, and he and Sinestro went on this, like, uh, romance. Combined and all this kind of crap. Yeah, yeah. He went, yeah. he and Sinestro went on the romance. Up. Yeah, and so there's no time for women. Yeah, whatever. Um, so there are no couples, iconic couples in New 52 at all. You know, Aquaman and Mira is like token. Animal Man still married because Grant Morrison would like, you know, not yeah, give him Wonder Woman even, or whatever they else they wanted to get out of him. They, they won't acknowledge Aquaman and Mira as king and queen of Atlantis. No, she's right. like his, his like booty call. I don't know. Well, okay, okay. So what kind of cheap crap is this? I mean, why aren't they giving fans rich stories and rich characterizations? Oh, because I think they're very lazy. I think uh-huh. that honestly, they're very lazy. Ah. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, I I go back to what I just said that they have this formula that they have that the new fifty two is going to be all about, you know, these key points, and um, you know, if, if we don't deter from that, so all the stories are going to be like all the same. Yeah, I mean, and you know, and if you narrow down, like Superman, they've narrowed his mythology down to just one persona, you know, and so, and he's in grief, loneliness, and uh, battling, and how many stories can you tell with those elements? Well, it's it's the same story. We've been reading Superman, right? right. And like I said, it's how many times can he get mind whammied? How many times right. can you know the some monster is always attacking? It's always the same. It's just a different monster. It's like they're going through the complete rogues gallery of Superman, and they're bringing out these villains you haven't heard of in like hundred years. You know, like I had to go and Google who Ultra Humanite was when. When I think it was New Drama, but I didn't pay attention. Yeah, I think whichever site broke it and they had it in capital letters. Greg Peck confirms Superman's new villain is ultra human. I didn't get excited. I was like, huh? Who? So is he going to have sex with him or what? What's the deal? What? What's an ultra humanite? You know? And then I was like, Google, what's ultra humanite? And then they show me this monkey dude. And I'm like, oh, don't know yeah, what's going on. I was so on. excited. Oh, my God. And it's another ma- mind-whammying oh. monster. whoop day. So excited. So excited. Mind-whammy. Again, you know. Yeah. You know, they've got all these Hello? characters that they could put, you know, into a story, but they can't use them. Mm-hmm. They have 
You see what? I'm here. Whoop, we lost her again. Okay. Well, I guess I can't move on. I'm trying to figure out which one had Clark and Lois in it. Uh, there's three books. The Weekly, well, no, Earth 2 is not a weekly, it's a month, sorry. World's End and, uh, yeah, Features End. And they're kind of all tied together. Um, okay, there's Barda, there's Fury, of course. Um, la, 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 la. I'm just going through the pages. Maybe let's see me sing while I do it. Um, okay, there was Clark and Lois in World's End. I can't remember. There was Clark in uh, Future's End. Hello, lady. Um, are you there? Yep, I'm here. I was just okay, looking cool. to your Okay. Um, Earth 2, did it have any Clark and Lois in it? Um, wasn't this the one where you talk about Clark's blood being poisonous? To the clock? Um, that could have been World's End, for all I know. Hold on, I'm going back through here. Lunch oh, and Monsters. What are, talking, what are we talking about? Earth 2. Oh, no, Earth 2 is just that recap, this waste of a book. The backstory. Mm-hmm. There wasn't, okay, it was just, you know, the monsters. whoop de doo Horror, oh, the horror, monsters. Uh, World's yeah. End. Earth- Earth 2 was basically a recap of how the avatars came to be, and it's, like, uh-huh. so completely wasted because we already know all about that in um, World's End. Yeah, so yeah. it's, like, not bothered with this. I was like, what? Seriously? I just wasted, like, all this time. Yeah. Yeah, no, Earth, Earth 2 has been taken off my pull list. Yeah, uh, I probably will hand it back. Um, so we have, you know, we're this apocalypse with Dark Side, you know. Gee, he's never been in the New Fifty Two before, right? Um, uh, Commander Khan suicide mission, and that's basically what it was. Uh, we have we got Dick Grayson and Ted Grant. Um, in Chicago. Apparently Barbara's mm-hmm. dead. Oh good. Another Another woman off. another woman refrigerated. Yeah. Um the only interesting stuff for me and I pro- I assume for you as well is oh look, they're being attacked by animal animals. The red <laughs> was somebody I don't know. Who who's this who's this person that was the red avatar? Um, I don't know. I, I've never heard of her. I don't know. I didn't even bother to look her up. That's how much. So we have the Soaring Eagle, which is supposed to be Superman. The Noble Lion, which is... Is that supposed to be... I don't know. Anyway. Um, the last Red Avatar gave her blood and clone, and so now there's all these avatars. There's a eagle, a lion, a wolf, and a bear. Mm-hmm. And um, so we have Red Tornado Lois and depowered Superman Clark. Um, she's trying to protect him. And we have Kara, we have Thomas Wayne, who's got a helmet on, um, and uh, Val, 
and um, so they're fighting these red avatars, and one of them attacks Superman. Uh, Lois grabs him, says Clark, um, and Thomas says, Lois, here, give him to me. I'm a doctor, because, you know, he's depowered, so he's vulnerable. And, he, and so then Clark explains, Clark has some exposition here. This is my condition. They took my DNA, made it corrupt. I had to be kept from the other clones. My blood is poison to them. They used my blood in the pipes of this place, trying to pump it into their creations. Effects were impermanent. My corrupted DNA neutralizes the copying process, poison to the clones in any form. You need to do this. Distract them all. Give me a clear path. So, uh, Thomas takes a miracle, uh, takes his Superman's blood, right, out of one of the pipes and injects it into himself, right, in his neck. Or no, he takes the syringe and he creates a diversion. Oh, we lost Tej again. And um, so... Um, they're trying to go find the the true red avatar. So Thomas took the blood from the pipes that is really Clark's blood, and is um, he's got a syringe, he's creating a diversion. So we lost her again. Um, so Thomas is going to create a diversion so Clark can do what he has to do, right? No. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. I'm back. Okay. I'm back. I okay. think the my my Wi-Fi router is overheating from the heat, and Ooh. yeah, That's so it, when when it gets really when it gets really hot, it just cuts yeah. the Wi-Fi off sometimes. Yeah. Um. So I, I put the aircon on to try and cool it down. Like, cool down, baby, cool down. Cool down, baby. So Green Lantern's boyfriend is the White Avatar. There's something going on with that. Um. Huntress has been dark-sided. Um, Flash and Hawkgirl are working together to save people. Um, I don't know. Was there anything else really fascinating going on here? I mean, we got uh, Fury and Mr. Miracle fighting. Um, Mr. Terrific yeah, the, there. The- they're doing something with the with the hoverboard thing. Yeah. And I don't get it. I don't get the science behind that. It's probably gonna make a big boom or something. I don't know. Yeah, there's discs of light or whatever. This was before Future's End. So eventually knowing terrific, he'll be using that technology to do something stupid. Yeah, um, and we know Fury and and Miracle survived to get to Future's End. So I'm really concerned about them because it's like I know they're gonna be you know okay at the end of the. Well, and Bart is okay. We know Bart is okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm like, I know the avatars of Earth are gonna fail because Earth two obviously explodes. Um, Thomas Wayne dies. 
you know, we know Clark is probably going to sacrifice himself because his blood is poisonous to them. So I can see that's where the sacrifice is going to come in. Right. And this coming Wednesday's issue is called Death. Mm. Yay. And this is what, you know, is, I need for my This is week. the one with, yeah, this is the one with, with um, Val holding somebody Clark, in the cape. Yeah, we don't know it's Clark yet, but it's somebody in the Superman cape. So. So apparently, um, also, in all the new 52 comics this week, uh, they're they're getting a new Power Girl. Oh yeah, they're talking about the new Pogo. Uh yeah, I'm, I'm like so not interested. Yeah, I know. I, I mean here. I mean I gave up on the Teen Titans a long time ago. So right. them putting, you know, a new Pogo into the team is not gonna get me excited to go and buy the book. I, I literally did do not even look at that back page. I just like went over it. I'm like, is there anything else? I'm so over it. Um, And there was a nice little ad for uh, Mike Johnson and uh, Emanuela Luciano's uh, Supergirl too. Yes. Everybody should be buying buying Supergirl because I think it's a very good read. I mean, I'm buying Supergirl so because yeah, I like it. Yeah, you get a bonus, too. Yeah, you get, you get it in the back, so it's like, bonus! So, Future's End. Um, they have Frankenstein back at the House of Mystery, which we kind of figured out last week from the promos. Um, they're trying to get his DNA straightened out because he has the nth metal and blah, blah, blah. Um... Constantine still being a butthead. <laughs> and apparently him and Amethyst have a past. I don't know what that's about. She wants to kill Constantine. Okay, whatever. Uh, 50 Sue is on the ocean floor and has found something, but we don't know quite what it is. Is that the part of the building that they wanted? Yeah, that's what, what the, the, the thief. Faraday wanted because yeah. we don't know we don't know what's inside so so uh, and then it's you know Lana is her mommy now and Cash is uh, her daddy um and so they meet up with Voodoo. Um, yeah, I'm, then, I'm so done with, with Lana Lang everywhere because she's just like usurped yeah. Lois in everything. Yep, yep. She's taken they're her place low, in action. They're pushing Lana, yeah. Yeah, but she's taken her place in action. And now exactly. the one book where we did have Lois as regular being Lois Lane, written yep. by Dan Jones, you know, who who right. gets Lois, and it's now... Lana and I'm like, yeah, don't care about Lana and her family. Don't. I know. It's Lana's turn now. Lois has been shoved aside again. Um. So we did uh, get Superman. Con- <laughs> yeah, we did get Superman. 
So Constantine wakes up and is I assume that's Midge. Um she's wearing mm-hmm. a Constantine um coat and uh she says he's where's our friend? She says, Your friend, you mean Superman? He went for a walk. So he went to Smallville. And of course right. Constantine and Midge show up and uh he Clark has a beard, of course. When he hides out, he always grows a beard. But he's wearing Clark clothes. And Midge is taking off the coat because Clark has apparently got her some things at the thrift shop. Really? And she's changing her clothes on Main Street, Smallville, USA. Um, <laughs> That's um, not going to get on, Yeah. Uh... So Constantine says, "So this is it, home sweet home, where you were instilled with that with that truth, justice rubbish." And Clark says, "You'd be smart not to joke about it." And he says, "Would I then?" He says, "No, just ill-advised." Oh no, um, Midge says it's evil, and Clark says, "Oh no, just ill-advised." And Constantine explains, "She means the place, sunshine, the ground." And Clark says, like I said, ill-advised. Apparently he's a little too dense for words. So Constantine has to lay it out from don't matter what you said. Doesn't change the fact that there are places on this planet that are inherently black evil spots. This happens to be one. They're like webs left by the master, trapping and killing all the good that comes too close. Could be. Or is it possible they're like swirling, sucking pits good is inescapably drawn to fill because the need for good is so great. So I basically, you know, as this, you know, Azarella, Jurgens, Lemire's, um, Giffen's way of saying New 52 is a big, giant, evil-sucking thing that needs good in it? Probably because they're very intelligent people, so they can put... um, you know, they're very intelligent writers. They can put double meanings and double messages in their writing. And <laughs> they're right if they did mean it like that. The New 52 is a giant black evil spot in the world. Yeah. It's all about celebrating evil. And so Constantine basically says, you know, when you get big, giant, sucking evil stuff, your good is inexplicably, escapably drawn to it because... You know, in order to have balance, can we say balance, everybody? In order to have balance, you have to have good. You know, celebrating evil is boring if you don't have good to, like, battle evil, you know? But so far in New 52, all the heroes have done has been, you know, either uh, drawn into some kind of prison so they can't fight evil or just lay down and let evil do its thing. Which is not hero-worthy, is it? Is that a hero story? No, no. I don't think New 52 knows what a hero story is. Or has had a hero story. Yeah. So, Clark says, are you saying that my rocket crashing here wasn't arbitrary? And Constantine says, I'm saying it's possible, right? And Clark says, I find that hard to believe. And Constantine says, yeah, well, 
wasn't too long ago, nobody believed a man could fly. So, so they've made Smallville evil? Yeah, the the best place in the world, the you know, most yeah. awesome place in the world, they've turned evil. Hmm? Yeah. Well, you know, um, uh, well, I mean, they've done it in action already. True, true. You know, Smallville is a spot where Doom, Doomsday came. Smallville is a spot where Brainiac sucked all the people's brains out and Smallville is a place where where monsters hide and nightmares come true. Well, here's my question. That happened five years ago, right? Right. How come Clark don't remember that? How come he's arguing with them about it? Well, because this is Beard Clark. So Beard Clark is is slow Clark. Well, Beard Clark's in action, too. Yeah, well, he's not very smart in action, or he would have ended this two issues ago. So, like, when he grows a beard, his brain just goes right down out through his ears? What? I have no idea. that that's, way. That's how I describe it in my head. So, we are getting a little bit of romance, maybe, kind of, sort of, in a way, in Future's End between Plastique and Terry McGinnis. Yeah, okay. randomly kissing, randomly kissing during a fight. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Alfred has shut down, and so now, um, so Terry's uh, not sure what to do. So they plan, they go to um, back to the wounded duck, which has been appears to been boarded up. It's been condemned. Uh, so they gotta find Tim Drake, and apparently, uh, Plastique is giving him some kind of romantic uh, hand thing. Is that your hand? <laughs> I'm like, really, people? Um, so anyway, Batman is spying on them. Yeah, Batman five years in in the future is spying on them as they make out on a rooftop. Okay, boys and girls. And then we have... Who's the guy in the Star Spangled thing? Um, oh, gosh, I forgot his name. Yeah, I never uh, remember his name. <laughs> um, I have no idea. They're on top... They're I, on the, I know, that Star Spangled guy. It's not even Star yeah. It's not even, yeah. yeah so anyway, I, um, I think it's in he a Wildstorm character. Is he a Wildstorm character? Then I don't care. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, they're in the Justice League Defense Station Omega. Okay, not Alpha, Omega. So, Shazam shows up. You know, Shazam's still wearing his Superman garb. So they have a little chit chat, you know, da 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 da. You know, the other guy was a soldier, la la la, la 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 la. He took on the flag so he could fight, you know, bad guys and stuff. And then the other chick that's been getting featured a lot, Madison, the firestorm, shows up. And, 
Um, so she needs their help. And she says, I know this is going to seem weird and all, but I really, really need your help. And the star guy says, she's Firestorm? And then she thinks there's she. I mean, they can see, right? So that's how it ended. Uh, looks like next week we're going to get... Uh, I, is that Bar- No, that's... Ca- that's uh, what's his name? Captain Polaris, whatever his name is. Um, and... We've got Amethyst, Frankenstein, I don't know, a bunch of people doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, the then, yeah. Uh, Cal and um, uh, Terry McGinnis, uh, Constantine had the sword through his chest. Apparently, Amethyst did try to kill him. I don't know. And then, of course, he's safe. <laughs> wow, I'm on. Um, is this the one? No. So, it uh, looks like they're fighting. Amethyst and Frankenstein are fighting parademons. And I'm not sure who else is in that mess. So, that will be this Wednesday. So, do I sound enthused? Sorry? Do I sound enthused? No, I was actually yawning right now. Yeah, and yeah, really? Yeah. Are you trying to bore us to death? So, it's like, I'm, I'm looking hmm. for a good comic, and... Yeah, they're all making me, like... Yeah, trying to find some place to put my money. This ain't happening. Okay, let's do Lobo next. Superman okay. showed up in Lobo. Yay. Um... Isn't it wonderful how when any in any other book besides a Superman book, uh, they always rely on the pre-52 version, even yes. though he's you know, wearing the new 52 outfit. Right. No, it's like we said, you know, when we, when we read, um, what was that one with uh, Jonah Hicks? You know, it, yeah. it's Superman. Yeah. But yeah, even Holly's yawning. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, this guy doesn't even have a beard, so God knows when this takes place. This is written by Cullen Bunn, and um, a bunch of artists on this page. Riley Brown did the layouts. Nelson De Castro and, and Vincent. Fuentes did the finishes. Allison Borges did the art of pages 11 to 13. So, I had quite a few. But the art, I thought the art was pretty good. Um, um, and it just kind of ties... Sorry, okay. sorry. The guy, the guy <laughs> from Future's End with, with the American flag. Yeah. His name is Storm God. I knew it was something Storm, but I couldn't remember. Okay. <laughs> So it's got to be, you know, Wildstorm because they have people named Stormwatch, Storm, Storm Your Butt, whatever. Storm Your Butt. <laughs> um, so Lobo kind of ties in with Batman Superman number 17 because, remember, Superman punched him into outer space. Yeah, kind of loosely, very, very loosely. Yeah, 
That was kind of like, you know, oh, you need to read Batman Superman 17 for this. I'm like, not really. So, um, Superman and um, Lobo, the new version, um, he's looking for Snake Omega. And uh, Clark's like, "Eh, I don't care, you need to leave. So, um, apparently it has something to do with the guy's a weapons fanatic and mixes business pleasure when it comes to firearms. Remember, they've got this mysterious weapon um, killing people, um, you know, the orcas and the guy who was wearing the Superman outfit. And um, so Lobo thought it was could be this other guy, this Snake Omega guy. But Soups is more, excuse me, more interested in um, <laughs> getting rid of Lobo. We, I'm sorry. I'm we both really yawned bad. there. We both yawned. <laughs> so, um, there's references to, you know, you don't tug on Superman's cape and all that kind of stuff. And Lobo puts his hand on Superman's shoulder, which apparently is a no-no. He's giving him the evil eye there. Um... So then he takes off flying and checks things out. And um, so Superman's uh, world is going crazy around him. And so then we get to learn about what happened to Lobo years ago. And we do have a Superman crashing through a wall, which is kind of interesting. Well, mm-hmm. that doesn't happen too much. Um, so they're going after this guy that um, Lobo's trying to find. And he does have a big giant gun from hell. Okay, and there's robots, of course. And um, so Lobo uh, tosses Superman over his shoulder. And Clark is very stunned. He said, did he just, did I just? And so then <laughs> Lobo took, takes off and then Superman comes up through, I assume, the floor and grabs a hold of uh, Lobo, and he goes, are you serious? Um, He says, drop the weapon, Lobo, you know you can't hurt me, and he says, we'll see about that. A little elbow grease and a whole lot of malice should work wonders against your invulnerability. And there looks like something taking off behind them, and... um, Clark says, we stopped him and he's gone for now. That's enough. I can track him down later. Lobo says, sure, whatever you say. The bad element is off this rock. We'll call it a win. And Superman says, I trust that your business here is finished, too. He just wants to get rid of Lobo. Let's face it. So, um, yeah, so they chit-chat some more. Meanwhile, the bad guy gets away and there appears to be some kind of detonation device. Um, and he's working with somebody um, much more powerful than he is. So who knows, will the who would that be? Probably mean the demise of the entire DC universe again. Whoopee. I just want somebody to destroy the universe already. Like, yeah, I know. Destroy it. We don't it. care anymore. Yeah, we don't care. I love how um, Superman has a spit curl. Yes. He gets a spit curl when he's not in his own book. 
And no beard. No beard. No beard, and he's smart. See, he got lobe off the tent. Yeah, he did. So, so no beard equals smart Superman. So, um, the best read for me this week, um, since I read 14 last week of Injustice, was Justice League 3000. And here's why. Yes. Because it's a well-written story, it gets you involved in these characters. I mean, I read it every once in a while, but you actually get involved with these characters, and um, isn't that what a good story is supposed to do, draw you in? And there's humor in it. There's, um, I mean, they're, you know, you can jump right in and, and you know, can kind of tell what's going on. Um, you don't need, like, a whole lot of, you know, read a whole bunch of books before it to know what's going on. Um, so, because a lot of people just stumble onto this new world, and so they kind of explain things for them. So that helps the reader out, too. Um, the, the Blue Beetle uh, Booster Gold stuff was interesting because it's, it's the future 3,000, you know, it's the year 3,000, right? And um, this guy, this fat guy, found uh, Blue Beetle's um, outfit and then made modifications and stuff. And so so he thinks he's Blue Beetle, where Blue Beetle's like, where's my stuff? And he goes, this ain't ancient anyway, you know, blah, blah, blah. So uh, the Flash is now female now. Um, I believe it was Barry Allen originally. Uh, well, okay. So the Justice League are like been DNA spliced with the old Justice League's DNA. Just people, you know, and so now they're the Justice League. And Superman's a complete a hole, really. Wouldn't you say? He's an idiot. She's an idiot, though. <laughs> it's for me. It's a big loss at um, New Fifty yeah. Two Superman. Yeah, it definitely is. It's very. It, it's, it's showing yes, it's, yeah. it's showing it's showing New Fifty Two how stupid their concept of Superman is. Yeah, yeah so, he's a ladies' man in this, but not quite. Um, yeah, he thinks he's a ladies' man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like one or two issues. Well, after the first year, what issue is this? This is thirteen. So they've in introduced now they developed an injustice league injustice league and one of the people that they've done this dna slice with is lois lane and um you know she looks very different than you know our lois but um obviously she's going to be the brains of of the group um so she says she's in. They're in um, King Arthur's court, right? Right, Camelot. Mm. Yeah, Camelot. And so she's got, you know, she's wearing a hood, and uh, but she's got this really cool kind of purplish swath of hair, and she's got a scar on her face. But anyway, she says, as far as I can tell, this resurrected Justice League is a joke, and I'll take them down in this century as easily as I did in the last. 
<laughs> so, so I was like, oh, Lord, she took down the justice. I was like, yeah, that's about it. He says, so be afraid, peasant, but not of them, of me. So, uh, apparently Lois Lane took care of the Justice League. <laughs> the yeah, she was, like, she was like, these people are idiots. <laughs> See, Lois Lane is a powerhouse. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, well, this is promising. You know, um, can't wait for this to happen. Um, <laughs> so um, Wonder Woman is a total warrior. Her, she's got a, doesn't her, she and this, who's the guy she's with? They kind of have a thing going on, kind of. I don't remember right. who he is. Um, what's his name? Sir Agolivel or whatever his name is. He's a Viking. She's yeah. she's attracted to the warrior in him and the immortality. Yeah. See, it's it's taking a big kick at the Mere Fifty Two characterization. Right. And it's like saying and it's like saying you guys don't know how to write these people. So, um, I forget what the new Flash's real name is. Anyway, she shows uh, up. Carrie. Carrie. She's got a um Tell Diana something. I can't remember what. Um, and apparently um, the Viking guy is like, a speed demon? Stand back, Diana. <laughs> while I and, and Carrie goes, wait, are you saying there really are actual speed demons? Uh, so that Diana's like, never mind that. What are you doing here? What's Clark done now? She says, no, no, everything's fine, Ariel. Just wanted me to check up on you. So Ariel's like the one to help develop at one point, she was like a bad guy, and the next point, her brother turned out, Carrie's brother turned out to be the bad guy, and and he developed the Injustice League, which the Justice League of 3000 doesn't know exists now. Because, you know, it's that whole secret thing. So, um, female Flash talks really fast. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so... Um, so, uh, Ariel says, you sent, or no, Clark, I guess, says, you sent to Ari where? And she says, she'll be fine. And Clark says, what were you thinking? If she runs into Etrigan's forces, they'll eat her alive, literally. And she says, don't you think you're overreacting? He says, I'm not overreacting. Terry's a novice. She's just a child. And you just sent that child into the pits of hell. And Ariel says, she's with Diana. And Clark says, who, as we all know, is the soul of caution. <laughs> if anyone's <laughs> going to get Terry killed, it's her. <laughs> and Arrow says, why do you even care? I thought you, the only person you gave a damn about was yourself. And he says, you thought wrong. Up, up, and away. And he goes to take off the flight. Now, this Superman cannot fly. <laughs> so Batman's standing there with his arms crossed and... and uh, Batman says, did I just see Superman jump out the... And Ariel says, yep, poor guy. When he gets excited, he tends to forget, and they hear this crash, that he can't fly. <laughs> so Giffen is really funny. I mean, you know, it's like... <laughs> it's, it's really a total commentary on the New 52 Justice League. It's just like... And, and it's totally it's totally taking the Mickey out of the New 52. I mean... 
we get it. We see it. And we're like, thank you. Thank you, Keith yes. Kitchen, for, for, for doing <laughs> Yeah. So there's like an ice queen on the throne uh, that's frozen mm-hmm. all these warriors and stuff. It's Elsa's castle. All right. And it turns out to be ice from Justice League International, right? Yes. Yay, Tora! She looks a little different. Yeah. So, um, they send um, Carrie to go to find out, you know, she's supposed to be doing reconnaissance. (laughs) And uh, so anyway, she says... uh, Prepare for, or the Ice Queen says, prepare for the winter of the soul child. It won't hurt, I promise you. And Carrie says, now wait a minute. Can we talk about this? I'm not your enemy. I just came here to scout for Diana. And, and the Ice Queen says, wait, did you say Diana? And she goes, and then you see somebody says, hey, you. Of course, it's Clark, <laughs> the dumbbell. He says, take your hands off that girl before I crack you into a thousand ice cubes. And Carrie goes, Superman, wait. I don't think she really means us any harm if we can just talk to her. He goes, take a look around this castle, kid. She means everyone harm. And the ice queen says, did you call him Superman? And and she says, yes. And he says, but Superman is long dead. And Clark goes, I got better. <laughs> Clark goes, During my training, you told me that violence should be a last resort that we need to explore every possible option before, because you should explore every possible option, not me. Punching and hitting is what I do. And so then the Ice Queen slapped it on Clark and says, enough. And and he goes, best. And she says, Carrie says, that won't hold him very long. And she says, long enough for him to explain what's going on. How can that possibly be Superman? I watched him die. I mourned him. And Carrie goes, wait, wait, you two knew, know each other? And she says, I'll ask the questions, child, and you'll do the answering. She says, it's kind of a long story, but he is Superman, the one from a thousand years ago, only he's not. I mean, it's his DNA, but something went wrong in the resurrection process. And and then we hear someone say, traitor, you share our secrets with the enemy. And Carrie goes, uh-oh, there goes another chance of talking this through. <laughs> Griffin is like, I'm trying to explain this, and Diana, and so of course the ice queen says, Diana, if there mascara, is it truly you? And she goes, Tora, Tora Awful's daughter, and she says, or is it just we once called me Ice? And Kara goes, Whoa, 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 you were in the league. <laughs> so. She goes, the Justice League International served proudly and well. Only and. Then it says, as best as I remember, the JLI was a joke. Which is true. The JLI yeah. was a joke. And, oh. and Ice Queen says, only an arrogant, humorous oaf like you. <laughs> <laughs> and Carrie goes, hey, hey, both of you be nice. Tora, Ice, Your Majesty. If you are in the league, then we're all on the same side here. And Tora says, my days of taking sides are long past. I beg you, please go and leave me in peace. So, of course, you know, they're setting up for this big battle. And um, they're 
watching Wonder Woman. Um, um, so apparently Wonder Woman and her comrades are under the king's protection, King Arthur, and Diana has fought beside us more bravely than the fiercest of Arthur's knights. So yes, I trust her with my life. And there's the signal. She wants us to wait. That means it isn't one of Etrigan's traps. And the goddess is free. And so, um, so Carrie says, so you agree with me. We need to talk with ice, not fight. <laughs> like, she's saying this to Wonder Woman, right? right. Says, I, I reacted instinctively, emotionally, as I often do. The truth is, with the gaps in my memory, I don't really remember all that much about her. But we clearly had our differences. Yeah, because Wonder Woman just, you know, what what did you do to Superman? He looks too happy to be dreaming about Lois Lane. So, so we see someone say, you sure the two of us never mingled limbs? And, and Diana goes, oh, no, he's out. She's talking about Clark. And up to his <laughs> usual tricks, because he's, you know, a womanizer. And, and uh, Torah says, uh, you'd be besmirched the memory of my true love with your crude innuendos. And Clark says, oh, come on. If you knew me back then, you must have taken a trip to a to Pound Town at least once. I, she says, you are not the Superman I remember. And he says, no, I'm way better. And then, yeah, this, this, is, this is all uh, fans <laughs> wear ice and... Pound Town is the new 52 Superman. Yeah. Yeah, a trip to Pound Town means, you know, doing the wild thing, banging uglies, whatever. Banging uh, hard. Yeah. And Carrie says, down, Clark. Give Tora time to get to know the new you. And Wonder Woman says, so she can really be repulsed. And Carrie says, that was mean. She goes, wasn't it? Of course, how do we even know she's the real ice? I mean, how did she even live this long? And Wonder Woman says, she's an immortal. And Clark goes, so? And I goes, I give up. So, um, so Tara explains what's happening. She says, I have neither allies nor enemies. I have only myself, but I am curious about how you came to be on this world in this time. And Clark says, that's one ugly story. <laughs> and Curry says, and we do well to let Ariel tell it. Good call. But what about you, Tora? And she says, what's it been like for you all these years? She says, it's been a cold hair, uh, cold hell, Terry. A very cold hair. So, of course, Atrican is watching all this on his sky pool. Um, <laughs> and now... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. So, so he's gonna says he says call the woman, bring me fire. And so the next issue is called Burning Bright. But the reason I like JL three thousand is because it's funny. Mm-hmm. It it's interesting. Um, it's these characters, but it's not these characters. And it just flat out tells you that that that's the reality of this book, is that 
he's Superman, but he's not really Superman. So it's kind of, and it is. It's a common total commentary on the New Fifty Two, because what have we been saying? He's called Superman, but he's not really Superman. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, that's the reason I like JL three thousand. And now that they've included Lois, and now we found out that she totally wiped out the JL <laughs> Justice League. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready for that. Come on, Lois, bring it on, baby. I want this Lois to come and wipe out New 52. Just I know. It's just like, please, please, please. Mm-hmm. So, that, yeah, uh, for me, Justice League Internet, um, Justice League 3000 was the best um, read of the week. Mm, same here. And... Uh, you know, to add to that, it's a story that is continuously moving. Yes. It, I mean, it's got its funny moments. It's got its, you know, its heart. It's got its its action. It's got all that. But at the end of it, it leaves with a cliffhanger. It leaves you interested. It leaves your appetite wet. It's a good story. It's well written. The dialogue is funny. The, the reactions are, I mean... Hilarious the way you know Superman says I'm not the, I'm way better <laughs> and like everybody's like oh <laughs> you know? yeah it's like yeah it's uh, you know, I mean the 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 dialogue is um there's a there's a rhythm to each character's dialogue I mean like Terry is very rapid because she's Flash and then uh, Clark's is you kind of think of, and he looks like some guy from the Bronx that they <laughs> spliced Superman's DNA to. And he kind of <laughs> talks like that, too. You know what I mean? I'm way better, you know? And um, there's quips, and there's innuendo, and there's, you know, there's all these kind of layers. There's mystery, too, because you're like, okay, um What's gonna you know, they brought back Lois but we really didn't know much about it and now we find out that she wiped out the Justice League the century before. So it's like, Okay, cool. Um and now she's, you know we you know, and there's this also this promise that, you know, when she meets this Superman, what's gonna happen? I wanna see that I wanna see that issue so bad. <laughs> I know, and you know, Batman has always said, and, and a lot of people have always said that Lois of the two, Lois is the brains. Right. And obviously, and she is the clearly, brains now. Clearly, <laughs> with pound, pound town Superman, you know. <laughs> oh, she would slap him from here to eternity, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> She'd be like, what did you just say? <laughs> like, like Diana be- is trying, giving up, and she says, I give up. Yeah. Oi, what happened to you? Here's the other thing. You know, it's always been my contention, and I've been disappointed in the past. A small bill disappointed me at one point. And New 52 definitely is disappointed. That anytime you have a Clark and a Lois in a story, there's an attraction, there's some kind of connection. Um, So I'm wondering if Giffen will bring that out in that, you know, Clark is such a buffoonish kind of rogue kind of guy in this, but Lois isn't going to stand for that. So he's going to straight, you know, have to straighten up. He's going to have to 
raise the bar, you know, because it's Lois. And Lois may actually find some kind of redeeming quality in Clark, you know. Um, may bring out yeah, the yeah. you know oh. good parts of him. So uh, I w- I want to see Keith Giffen giving us pound sound with Clark and Lois. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think you were gonna get that because Lois would be like shutting that down real fast. He's gonna have to earn it. It's not like you know. Oh well, I'm Superman. You know, you want to bump uglies with me? No. You know. She slapped him. She just be like, get quiet. Oh, Okay, I'm like, I mean, he's going to be chasing her, you know, big time. But he's going to have to straighten up, too. So it'll be interesting what Giffen does. And does this go away after Convergence? No. Oh, it's not one of the books that was canceled. No. They, they mostly canceled all Green Lanterns. Uh, like... Like all the Red Lantern, you know, Sinestro, yeah. all that, like all the the different Lantern books got canceled. Um, right, right. And they're just keeping the main Green Lantern book. And then, like all those other, like, like Clarion and... Uh, oh, they just uh, brought that out. <laughs> it lasted so long. Yeah. Um, and uh, what's it, Infinity People, the one that Dan DeVio is writing? Oh, yeah, we knew that was going to last. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, we had bets on that, you know. That was going to yeah. be a number one seller. Uh, and, uh, yeah, basically all those, like, fuller books that, right. and, like, Trinity, Trinity of Sin and stuff, so. Oh, thank God, they're finally getting rid of that. I don't even know what's going on there. I was, I was like, listen, if these, this trinity of sin is not ending this universe, then I'm not reading this book. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, they were supposed to be gone, what, two years ago? <laughs> and that didn't happen. <laughs> They're still hanging around. Yeah. Um, so, it's interesting that in March... The kids are still getting Superman's connected to Lois Lane. I don't know why the adults can't have it, but apparently, because in March, uh, Superman and Lois Lane, Jimmy Olsen, and Perry White are going to be in Scooby-Doo team-up. Yay! Scooby-Doo! I guess I'm going to be getting that one. Definitely. I'll be getting that as well. I don't know why us adults can't have Superman and Lois Lane being in the same breathing space, but, you know. It's the new 52. We celebrate evil and grief and loneliness and dark and gritty cosmic epic, but, oh, romance? Oh, God, no. Oh, somebody actually crack a joke? <gasps> somebody giggle? Oh, my gosh, no. Superheroes don't giggle? They pound town. <laughs> yeah, they're down with the pound town, but yeah. So, I'm, uh, I'm sorry that line that line made me laugh. So I was sort of going really Clark, you were so far from being Superman. I was like, he, no, because he just took such a hit at New Fifty Two Superman and Wonder Woman. Oh yeah, yeah. That I just laughed and I was like. There's somebody out there. There's somebody that gets it. 
There's more than one too, which gets me. You know, it's it's the editorial level. It's those people at that editorial retreat who totally don't get it and are shoving this crap down our. And you've got creators like I'm not writing that. No way, no how. That so, is, and top and top name creators too. The people who yes. are literally That's now. The old book at one time. Well, the people, the people who said no, you know, I'm not writing this, is now um, reforming DC with with convergence. So you know. Yes. They're trying to get DC out of this dump they're in. Exactly. Go ahead. Yeah, it's like when these people probably told them and advised them and said, you know what, this is not the route to go. And they're like, we're DC Comics, we don't care about you. And now they're calling on those same people to come and save them from the, the hole that they've dug themselves into. Yeah, really. Uh, Justice League 3000 is 31, 32, 33, 34. It's ahead of action. Yes, it is ahead of action. It's in in the top 10 DC comics only. Mm. So I think it's the best. I think it's the best performing new comic that came out. Ah. I think. Besides the weeklies. Besides the, the weekly, yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, this Wednesday, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven books coming out. Seven? Well, I, what? Yeah. What seven books are coming out? Okay. Oh, well, Grayson. It's always okay. good to, it's, oh, it's a look-see. You know, it's, it, you know, dick naked or... We could see a butt shot or something. That's about it. And Dick Grayson with the baby. Dick Grayson with the baby shot. baby and calling Barbara. That would be better. Um, Earth 2. Um, World's End. It's, the title is called Final Days. Okay. And just as God, God's Among Us, number 7 print includes... 13 and 14. So that's the print that comes out this Wednesday. Smallville Continuity number two, which is on my poll list. Uh, Future's End. World's Finest. Paul Levitt's um, Wonder Woman is a baby cradle robber. Right. Uh, right. Lois Lane is narrating the story. Mm. Yeah. That should be good. And, yeah, somebody likes Lois. And, of course, last and certainly least, the Fomance. Oh, Fomance Week. Yeah, this will be fun. But we get Lois in World's Finest and um, who knows about the other two weeklies. I don't know. So that's, at least, yeah. at least the formats is not moving at a snail's pace anymore. Where it takes it's three tough. issues, where it takes three issues for Cat Grant to open an envelope, <laughs> a flash drive. Yeah, yeah. And this one we got. Yeah. Now Tomasi's like, "Hi, I'm Wonderstar." No, I'm really Magog. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, "What?" We're like, 
Dude, that was quick. You go, I told you I wasn't messing around. Okay. You know what's funny? You You know what's funny, though? You know what's funny is that I think we're the only two people that enjoy the fast pace because the fomancers hate it. They're like, he's moving too quickly. We can't get a grip of what's happening. Too bad, so sad. Wake up. I think they were more disappointed that Wonder Star wasn't a fomance baby. Oh, shame. Oh, darn. Oh, oh, I'm crying my eyes out. Why was I going to check on this? <laughs> and, um, and the reviewers are like, Tomasi's moving too fast. There's no character development. We're like the only people <laughs> that are like, and we're like the only people like, yes, yes, move it fast. We want to get rid of this thing as quickly as possible. Faster, faster, faster. Um, what cracks me up is, um, yeah, there wasn't character development f- before. So what makes it diff? <laughs> I was trying to see. Okay, so when's it, Superman will probably be out the last Wednesday of the month, right? Yeah, cause probably. It's on Thursday, so yeah. So a Batman Superman probably will come out well, in between the Fomance and Superman. Yeah, this this week is the the fourteenth. Next is the twenty first. Yeah. And then the twenty eighth. Twenty eighth. Twenty eighth. Um right. So yeah. We'll probably get Superman on the twenty eighth. Batman's the man of the 21st. Romance this week. Yeah. And who knows what's going to happen to poor Wonder Woman and Donna Troy. But like I said, like like I said, I'm not even worried about that because I give two hoots about Wonder Woman right now. Hey, it's not my problem. Yeah, it's somebody else's problem. I've got enough to worry about. Don't put Superman in her book anymore. Oh, but it's the emotional connection to Wonder Woman. Superman, a new boyfriend. Uh-oh. They fought with sticks. What is sticks? <laughs> and she worked up a sweat. What up? Uh... She's like, hiya! <laughs> I'm kicking your butt. I'm sitting there going, do these people just think these are people off the street? Do they not have to take into consideration their power set? And... So they were just <laughs> tapping. It's like you and me fighting with popsicle sticks. <laughs> I mean, you know, and working up a sweat? Really? Yeah, the, the only reason I work up a popsicle Sweat from a popsicle stick is from like licking it too hard or something like not fighting with somebody. I'm sitting there going, really? And they're in some kind of dojo where you don't know where. It's like, what (laughs) is this crap? And of course, Donna Troy is going to rise from the dead and take over for. She's gonna take over the queenhood or what? Yeah, she's gonna fight Wonder Woman for the queen title. 
Oh, why don't they just make it mud wrestling and get it over with? But that's what the readers of Wonder Woman want. The preview is on Man Cave Daily. Uh, yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, they, they release Wonder Woman previews on Man Cave Daily. Who do they think Wonder Woman's fans are? <laughs> well, let's get to some some good news. Um, ah. We forgot to congratulate Amy Adams. She's got a Golden Globe nomination, BAFTA nomination, and <clears throat> Henry Cavill was with her at the Golden Globes party. Woo-hoo! And and it was like a Superman, it was a cock hen, and those names were out on the sound line. So, yay. Cool. Now, were uh, she and Ben Affleck at the, what, the People's Choice Awards? People's Choice Awards. Uh, ben Affleck got the um, Humanitarian of the Year Award. Oh, okay. So, yay, Ben Affleck. And All Amy won for what? Big Eyes? Uh, Amy was nominated for Big Eyes, but she didn't win. I don't think she won a People's Choice Award. I think she well, presented it with a statue, with a thing. Oh no, Ben Affleck won too. Humanitarian okay. and she for one and for Forgo- Yes, Forgotten Girl, best best drama movie. Ah. So she was holding one for Ben. Oh, that was sweet. And he said, had really nice things to say about her too. He had really nice things to say about her Lois Lane as well. So yeah. I'm looking forward yeah. to that. Yeah. Yeah, baby. I and mean, even uh, Batman oh, likes Lois Lane. Come on. Yes. <laughs> and there was a huge rumor last night that um, Dawn of Justice will be split into two movies. What? Yeah, one coming out. Um, October this year, and one coming out next year, March, the original date. Um, the person who photoshopped this this picture, it's a, it's clearly it's it's completely and utterly fake, right? Person right. who photoshopped this this image didn't even use the same font as the website. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm looking at this thing and I'm like, uh, this is fake. Really need to get a better class of criminal. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Oh, um, we got we got a we got our eyes and and a few of these people that I have following me got a um, lowest hater suspended on Twitter and Instagram. Yay. Okay, say that again. Okay, so there's this, there's this guy that hates Lois Lane so much that he makes little doodle pictures of um, Amy Adams with devil horns and, um, you know, Gal Gadot is, like, beating up Amy Adams and things like that. Right. So I wrote a little complaint to Twitter and to Instagram. I said, you know, this, this is hate speech right here. And we got the person suspended. Yay! Woohoo! Don't hate on Lois Lane. Yeah, don't be hating on real people. Yeah, and I mean, come on, dragging Amy Adams into it, come on, come on. She'd probably kick his ass anyway, but. Probably. I mean, she's one um, of how many kids? 
one of like seven or eight or nine children, so she could. Yeah. Yes. And her mom was a weightlifter, wasn't she? Her mom yes. was a weightlifter, or a bodybuilder, or something. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Her mother used to compete in um. You know these the bodybuilding competitions. Yeah. And she said the one time her they didn't. Okay, back in the day, people when you had bunny aerials. <laughs> Um, you you used to adjust the aerial to get signal on your TV, right? And so and so she said they couldn't get signal in this one spot, so her mom just picked up the TV and moved it to another spot. So, <laughs> so, yeah, I wouldn't mess yeah. with Amy Adams. Come on, no, yeah, don't mess with Amy Adams. Besides, I think Hen- Henry Cavell would like kick their ass too. Yes, definitely. Henry Cavill does not like bullies. And he likes Amy Adams, so... And he likes Amy Adams, yeah. Yes, some of us secretly shipped them together. Wouldn't that be hilarious if that happened? Now, now, they have significant others. Let's not start that. Henry Cavill is a free man. I'm looking out for that. He broke up with his girlfriend. I'm so oh. heartbroken for him, but again? I'm so happy. Again. Oh, they're like on and off like a light switch. Well, Russell Crowe did that for years, too, and they married her and they had kids. Yeah. But so, Henry, I'm free, I'm available. <laughs> uh, oh. Kitty, would, Kitty would hate me if I did this. <laughs> so. You better not go there, girl. Yeah, Kimmy would hunt me down. Yeah. And what are you Anyway, so anything else happening this week that we haven't um, covered? Oh, well, there's also a rumor that the trailer for Dawn of Justice might be out on February 6th. Or? It, it's coming out with... Um, some other Warner Brothers movie as a trailer, as a teaser trailer in in the cinemas. Uh, uh-huh. I don't think that's I don't think that's true. I think they're saving the trailer for San Diego Comic Con. Third into because, July. Yeah, because if you remember the last time as well, when Man of Steel was coming out, they had um the viral campaign, right? With right. you know, you had to go and figure out the, the, the Kryptonian symbol. Yeah. They had that um, bef- a, a little bit before San Diego Comic-Con. And then at San Diego Comic-Con, they released a trailer for, for the San Diego people. Oh, how I wish I could be there. No, you know. <laughs> No, no, you know. You know they're going to release something big this year. I oh, know yeah. it. Feel it. I can feel it in my bones that they're gonna release something big this year, and I would just go for that. And like, <laughs> oh. yeah, you gotta have your boot camp before you go to San Diego Comic Con. It's boot yeah. camp, boot camp. Yeah. And yeah. so I think I think they're gonna start the viral campaign now. Oh, okay. Because like March uh, or something. Yeah, I don't think they're going to release a trailer so soon. Because mm-hmm. you must remember as well, Age of Ultron, um, Revengers 2 will be coming out. 
Right. They don't want to. They don't want to release their trailer too early because then everybody will just forget about it by the time Ultron right. comes out. Right. Well, when does Ultron think, uh, come out? May. Maybe they'll release it in May then. I think. I think so. I think that they're gonna start the viral campaign now, and they'll probably give us something like a like a picture. You know, the the last time they released. The picture of Henry Cavill um, against the, the the safe, right? Right. And and for Batman, they released a picture of of Bane. So I think they'll release a picture Bane. of <laughs> Bane. 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 Sean Connery and... as Bane. <laughs> What's that about? Oh. And but anyway, so I think they'll 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 start with the viral campaign first, and then yeah. as soon as Ultron is finished, as soon as Ultron is released and that that hype sort of goes away and everybody's seen it, mm-hmm. I think then they'll hit us with with their trailer. Mm. So I, I think that's so. I think that's what. Listen, I want to see as much as I can. Of of Batman v Superman. I mean, right. I can finally now say it's coming out next year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Waited so long to say that. I know. Um, and you know, um, but I don't think they're gonna start releasing stuff now. Right. And people are like, "Oh, it's in February," and I'm like, oh, "February is a bit early." Because then, you know, like I said, by the time Ultron comes around, Batman v Superman hype will have died down. That makes no sense. Right. So, I think as soon as Ultron comes out, we're going to get Batman v Superman stuff. So, just holding out to me. Well, yeah, well, it shouldn't be too much longer, though. Yeah, I think I think they, they, they'll start with a few things, but... Um, because let's admit, let's admit it, Zack Snyder has been very viral with the stuff. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, that, that, uh, Superman with Henry Cavill's suit, and then he just, you know, he just released a full video for, for the Ice Bucket Challenge of Superman in his suit. And, right. um, you know, he's released pictures of Batman, the Batmobile, Wonder Woman. Superman, so I, I I think it won't be too long now that we'll be getting some Batman v Superman, Don't Have Just This Stuff. World's long. Oh, let's hope so. Yep. So, yeah, and that'll probably be after Convergence, so. Yeah, probably. Hmm. And uh, Oh, and don't forget... This year, Lois Lane's young adult novel comes out, Fallout. Yeah, that comes out in May, doesn't it? March? Doesn't it come out in March? It comes out in an M month, I remember that. Is it March or May? In an, in an, M, in an M month. It could either be March or May. I know. I was like, it starts with an M. I can't remember which one. I pre-ordered it, so. Yeah, so did I. Yeah. You can pre-order it on Amazon. Yeah, that would be awesome. 
Well, and I hope we get to see a lot more of Lois in main continuity these next three months, but I don't think we're going to see her in action at all because, you know, Lana is there. Oh, and we can't usurp Lana. Oh, no. Well, what gets me is, like, Lois gives us this total pep talk, you know, and he's like, yeah, she's right, you know, and then he totally ignores it and goes to Smallville and sloughs off and grows a beard, and, you know. What? When did Clark ever ignore what Lois said? Ever. Right, and, I mean, we've been wanting that. We've said, um, you know, we need Lois Lane to... Kick Clark Kent into action, you know. Kick him right. off his butt that he's sitting on. And then we we get that. We get the article. We get the pep talk. We get the stuff. You know, we get her basically saying, you don't know jack about Superman. And then it's all for naught. Yeah. And I'm like, why? So they could stretch out a Halloween story for six months. Oh, and you are right. Fallout comes out first May, 2015. Ah, I, I knew it. It's like we thought it was going to be like January. No. No, 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 no. Well, they said they're doing oh. a lot more um, improvements because they didn't expect to receive such a warm welcome from all these Lois Lane fans. Like, Switch Press was like, whoa. Where all you people come from? We're desperate people. We want our lowest, damn it. And so, you know, they changed we'll the give couple. you our money. Yeah, oh, yeah, you can take my money. Because yeah. I've heard nothing but good things about people who've already read the um, right. unedited version. Yeah. And, you know, it's from very reliable sources. Yes. So... If they say it's good, I am just itching to get my paws on this book. Well, that's just it. I mean, they're surprised. Well, probably because, you know, DC's, well, we are we trying to give along with our own book, but it just didn't sell that well. Yeah, true, the PR department, her team just laughed out of the clear blue sky. But, yeah, even still, she only sold 20,000 copies. And so, you know, but what they, DC... Editorial doesn't seem to get is there. There is money to be made with Lois Lane, and mm-hmm. you know lots I guess we're going to have to prove it with this young adult book. Right, and you know I, I'm I keep telling these people. Well, obviously, Switch Press is not going to mess around and muck around with with promoting this book. Right. So because they want to make money, unlike DC yeah. Comics. Right. So, you know, um, I mean, they're, they're, they're showing us the cover. They're showing us, you know, new, new synopsis and things like that. They're out there. They know now, okay, this book has a lot of people interested in it. We're going to promote it. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna do everything we can to, to make this book a success. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it, it's a lesson to be learned for DC Comics. Yeah. You know, I keep saying, I keep saying they set that Lois Lane book up to fail. Yeah, they did. Because they promoted, they promoted the hell out of Joker's daughter. 
Right. And we got nothing. We got nothing for Lois Lane. No. Not that, and, I mean, just the stuff we generated. We had a tweet a phone and we had, you know. Right, and people were like, when when, I, when we started tweeting and stuff, they were like, Lois Lane is getting her own book? Where? When? Right. So, and that was the night before it came out. Yeah. So, obviously, people didn't know. They didn't pre-order it from their comic book stores and stuff. Right. But it did do very well digitally because a lot of people said, well, I'm going to buy it digitally because, I, you know, I can't go to the comic book store. Right. And But they don't release the digital numbers, so we don't know right. how well it did. I do know. I do know the Lois Lane book was, I think, number two for like a good week. It was number two. I remember. But and, uh, you know, I think you know. Yeah, they had great intentions in the beginning. They got Marguerite to write it, and they said, "Oh, it's going to be forty pages," and it turned out to be what thirty pages. They chipped us out of ten pages. I remember. Yeah, <laughs> I remember they chipped us out of ten pages. And they still charge us five bucks for it. And you know, Clark was supposed to show up, Clark Kent, but we got Burning mm-hmm. Eye Superman, and he didn't say squat. So there's a lot of stuff in that book that they changed. And right. then, you know, whoever is like, "Oh, you're the PR team for the Lois Lane book. We need you over here." Well, what about this book? Oh, don't worry about that. They wanted it to fail. Right, they wanted it to fail because then they wouldn't have to admit yeah, that, that they, they were wrong. wrong. Yeah. Mm. Yep. I mean, we we know their tricks now. It's like, you know, I, I keep telling my dog, you know, I know your tricks. I know when you're going to do something naughty, don't, don't try it. You know, right. a leopard doesn't change its spot. We know what they're doing and how they're doing it. So... I hope after they move to California that there better be a big shuffle at the top because this is just horrendous. This, oh, let's celebrate evil. Let's get rid of any any notion of romance or heroicism at its finest. You know, let's just have everybody lonely and dutiful, grieving, you know, darkness, grittiness, yes. And let's, you know, advertise it on Man Cave Daily. Yeah, because Whatever. Man Cave Daily has so many followers. Yeah. You know, it's not like putting it on, I don't know. Well, what was the name of that, that video website they gave $18 million to to make videos? It's no. something like Man Nasty or... Um, Machinacky yeah. or... Yeah, machismo like or something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you're really changing your audience there, big boy. Yeah, it's like they're giving they're giving the female audience such a small choice. They're like, oh, oh well, you have ba- you have Batgirl and you have Supergirl. Be happy that we're giving you something. They're giving the female audience the finger. <laughs> Two of That's them. Great. Well, in in our country it's one, but okay. 
Um, no, no. I mean, from each from one oh, hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically, yeah, they're basically giving females, you know, the finger and saying, hey, yeah, we'll we'll talk about you know our audience changing, but we're not changing anything. We're giving eighteen million dollars to a website that makes videos for fourteen to thirty-four year old males. Eighteen million dollars. Yeah, that's no small amount. Nope. That is more than Justice League War made. Oh yeah. Oh please. Please, please, please. <laughs> what is are that you stupid? Holly, Holly, are you gonna be watching Throne of Atlantis? Only on a dare. <laughs> and the, unfortunately, I don't. I can't drink anymore. So <laughs> I don't know. That I have to do it sober. <laughs> no. If you do it sober, you probably be depressed. I'll be like, let it die. No, I'm, I'm getting. I'm getting somebody to to watch it before me. And then just tell me where the Aquaman Mira stuff comes in, if there is any Aquaman Mira stuff. Mm. No, no. And, you know, Aquaman probably puts her away. You don't do romance at Atlantis. (laughs) And to warn me when the Fomans come in. When's that come out? Uh, 27th. 27th of, January. Oh, so then we'll get that out of the way. And so then we can get, I don't know. Um, I, you know, I don't even hope anymore, which is really sad. I don't even hope that Clark and Lois will share the same breathing space. Yeah, oh, now they sent, you know, Superman into the fourth dimension. And Superman. So. Oh, that's right, he is. Yes. See, Holly even forgot what happened. Well, they talk all that alien language, gobbledygook alien language that actually says no words whatsoever. And they expect <laughs> me to know what the hell's going on. You know, and Lois is like standing in the rain in Metropolis going, oh, Superman's wonderful. And yeah, he's like in the fourth dimension on a ship with we don't know how many villains. Because the cleric's apparently not the guy with the scythe. He's the robot-looking guy. So who's the guy with the scythe? Right, and we still haven't discovered who that is. So another... Oh, there's going to be three big changes. I'm waiting to see these three big changes. Yeah. Define big and define change. You know, are you well, I mean, you know, how, why should I believe that? When you, oh, Lois is having a birthday party at number 40. Uh, no, she's not. Unless, unless John Romita Julia is writing a birthday party. I doubt it. This is his, you know, his story. He's always wanted to write about Superman. I hope it's a done in one, hopefully. But... I don't know. You know, they say one thing and then boom. Editorial goes, well, no, you know, we're going to have to ditch Lois's birthday party for John Romita Jr.'s story. You know, and John mm-hmm. Romita's like, okay. 
want you to mm-hmm. tell my story, but I don't want those Lois Lane fans mad at me. Oh, don't worry about them. Mm-hmm. There's only two of John, them anyway. Yeah, and John Romita Jr. has like a million Lois Lane fans with pitchforks and torches. Saying, why did you take our story away from us? Well, it wasn't his fault. We was editorial. Let's talk. I mean, you know, everybody's like, oh, well, you know, John's this. And I'm, no, it's editorial. Sorry. Um, so what were you telling me before about um, apparently males like romance in comics? Oh, yes, yes, I completely forgot. Um, I randomly sent out a tweet. Um, I was talking to these couple of guys, and I sent out retweets if you're a male, a guy, um, who reads comics and does not mind romance like Lois and Clark, Mira and Arthur, Diana and uh, Ollie in your comic books. And within a day, I got 15 retweets. And I don't even have that many. I don't even have that many followers. I have like, I don't know, 100 people or something. Right. And... And, you know, but what I got afterwards was this, this because other people retweeted it, sure. um, I got this, this shockwave of guys just tweeting me and saying, you know, we're so sick of of um, this, this action stories. You know, we want a full, we want action, we want. Uh, romance, we want drama, we want comedy, we want, uh, you know, everything in yeah. our comic books. Right. And I'm like, and I'm like, you're a guy. And he's like, yes, I'm a guy, I'm 21. And I'm like, okay, you're the DC demographic. You're, you're a male, you're, with, you know, if you're 16 to 36, and, you know, you read comics. He's like, well, yeah, I'm not reading DC comics anymore. I'm reading She-Hulk and I'm reading Miss Marvel and I'm reading Squirrel Girl. <laughs> and I'm like, there oh, you okay. go. So, I you know. know, and, you know, it, it's, um, hello? You're good. Okay, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> We're really quiet then. And, and um, you know, it, it it wasn't just one or two. I had I'm looking right. through my tweets. I'm looking through my tweets from from uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I had ten different people talking to me all at once. Oh wow! I, I had to I had to tell them like, sorry, you know, I can't follow all these conversations. There's one guy. Um, I'm trying to find the tweet that he that he sent me it was really good, but you know. It's it's not just us. Right. It's their demographic that's getting sick and tired of what they are putting out, you know. And it's it's people who are buying the Foreman's book, who have read the Foreman's and decided for themselves that you know what it sucks. Right. And it's not just the Foreman's. It's it's other things. Um. Okay, here it is, here it is. Um, found this guy. Uh, I'm not going to say his name or anything. So, anyway. Okay. 
Um, I said, I asked, why is DC Comics so against classic ships? I mean, they won't even call Mira Arthur's queen, wife, right? Mm-hmm. And he said, it's because apparently everyone has to be an eligible bachelor. I don't think I like this. It's probably something stupid like that. Um, then he continues, he says, holy commitment issues, Batman. How insecure are DC execs that they think people will only read about single heroes fighting battles? Right. Right. And, and they I'm were like, never designed to be that. No, and he's Superman. like, and he goes, you know, he goes on and he says, um, you know, um, he says, exactly, I, I want um, a full relationship. I want a man. You know, he says, I think we can all agree we need more happily married men and women in the comic book industry to reflect our comic book. Right. So, you know, I don't want to get into the personal lives of comic book writers and stuff, but if that is affecting what they're putting out, well, they need to separate their personal lives from their work ethic because yeah. they need to they need to see that. Um, I mean, we know the personal lives of some of the DC execs that they've been divorced. They, you know, it wasn't pretty. Um, so I think they need to separate it or they need to get somebody new in charge. And people are like, you know, I hope this move to California gets a whole new shakeup with management right. and, and their ideas. Not just, not just management, but the ideas that they're putting out. And this is guys. This is young guys, 21, 20. You know, I, I was like so rude. I was just asking them, well, how old are you? Are you a guy? <laughs> and they're like, yes, I'm a guy. <laughs> right? And, like, two of them were, um, one was 16, one was 17. Uh, one was 21. One was um, 23, I think. And so it's all, you know, like, so, and, but yeah, it's, it's the guys that are coming forward and they're saying, the stuff, it's not me. It's the guys. It's the people who DC are right. marketing to. Right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. This is their future. Yeah, and, I mean, you you should see Instagram. Instagram doesn't hold back. And they're like, when is, uh, when is Clark and Lois coming back? When, uh, you know? And I'm yeah. like, I wish I could give you an answer. I honestly wish I could give you an answer. And it's people that have bought these comics, and they've read and decided for themselves that, no, I don't want this. They're going to Marvel. They're going to Image. They're going to all these other, you know, boom and dynamite. Because right. people people aren't going to stick around at DC Comics if they don't give them what they want. Right. You know, I mean, look at me. I'm not buying anything from DC Right. Um, if 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 Marvel was not so expensive when you convert it into from dollars to rand, um, which is the currency I use, um, right. If 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 it wasn't so expensive, I would be buying Marvel comics. 
Yeah. Yeah, because Marvel Marvel comics, I mean, for, for Americans, it's, it's a lot more cheaper because you're dealing in, in single digits there. But for us, it's like, it's, it's really ridiculous. Um, right, the shipping fees and all that. Yeah, even digitally, you know, it, it's really expensive because they don't have um, two ninety nine comics. They have like all their comics are four ninety nine and five ninety nine. Yeah. Right. I'm like, and I'm like, no, that's too expensive. Where's your Where's your ninety nine cents comics? Murders, anyway. Well, for me, I I'd love if they got rid of Bob Harris. Um, I'd love if they got rid of Jim Lee. You know, I don't care. How well he draws um, Jim Lee, Eddie Berganza, because Eddie Berganza is clueless, and Bob Harris. You're just trying to keep his job. No, no. You know what? Probably Eddie is just like my public enemy, number one. But, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's things like that, that when you say things like that, to the public when we can see the numbers. Right. You know, it's it's like, well, you're not even trying then. You're not trying to bring back Clark and Lois. You're not delivering these messages to All about, editorial. You have to remember, it's almost like politics in a way. In a way, it is politics. Because when he says, oh, well, there are a lot of people, it's doing really well. Okay, first of all, he can't, say, well, yeah, I know the the numbers are declining and, you know, people are complaining about it. He can't say that because he's trying to keep his job. He's got to promote this book. So right. what's he going to say? I mean, he didn't come out with facts. He said, no. you know, he's doing really well. Well, that's like saying you're really nice. You're saying absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just you know, him trying to keep his job. He didn't, I mean, he didn't attack you or anything or, but basically it was a a non-answer. Yes, it's like a no comment. (laughs) Right. So, you know, and Tomasi hadn't come out with his issue yet, but but when are they going to have Ask Eddie again? I have no idea. But um, they haven't opened the questions thingy up yet, so when they do, I have my questions ready for it. Yeah, I can't. Oh, what did the the one guy that reviews the Fomance now, what did he say about this issue? He hasn't reviewed it. What? That's they haven't reviewed Yeah, they haven't reviewed it. So I, I think they, they've stopped reviewing um, the formats because the comments that were left um, was like, <laughs> they they got really hammered for that last review. Yeah. So I think yeah. that, that uh, maybe, maybe they're I... taking a bit long because it's Christmas and stuff, but... Um, what gets me is, he, in the same review, he said he just, you know, he was just going to review for that book alone. 
But at the same time, he said, this is the first time I thought they actually were romantic together. Uh, right. Really? But you can't connect the dots from what happened previously in this review because you don't want to, but you can make that comment. Right. I, and, like, I mean, people called him out. People were like, this is a biased review. You know, um, bring back the other person. Yeah, really. I mean, did they really think that this was going to be the be-all of everything? You know, they don't know what to do with Wonder Woman, so they just shove her on to Superman, which affects his books. And right, because because now Superman is, you know, um, my my review for Action Comics hasn't been posted yet, but I said I feel like Superman is stuck, right? In yeah. Superman. He's just stuck with no direction. In action, he's, he's um, you know, stuck with this horror story. And right. with the foemans, he's stuck with Diana. I mean, right. he, he's obviously not with her because he cares about her. Or, I don't, like, some, it's like, it's like what they said in, in the Future's End foemans. It's easier to get into something, but harder to get out. What? It's easier to get into something, but harder to get out. True. So I think that in they're in that harder to get out place, and neither of them have the backbone to say, let's call it quits. Well, they did enter it. It was in fear and loneliness. And so when are they going to get some backbone, gumption, strength of will to turn to the other one and be honest and truthful and say, yo, this ain't working? Right, because they're honest and truthful to themselves, right? They they had that whole, um, you know, where Wonder Woman was monologuing and saying in her head that we love an atomic bomb together. Is that a sign? And Superman's like, I told her I love her. I told her I love her. Oi. You know. But they're not talking to each other. We keep saying no. that. We keep saying that. So, so you know, I don't know. Tomasi, well, I assume Magog is going to be the star of that book. Now, I just hope Magog kills them. <laughs> if only. I mean, like, that's I, pretty bad when you say, just kill him. Exactly. I mean, I love Superman, and for me to say, just, just kill him. Just, they, like, killed him. They, killed him. they killed him when they made the new 52. True. They killed him. True. You know, and then, you know, John Cunningham has the audacity at a G2E2 panel to say, well, I don't know why everybody doesn't think he's the real Superman. This is the real Superman. No, it's not. No, this guy is not even a percentage of what Superman is. Yeah. So. No, this is the Superman we're going to get. It's not necessarily the Superman we deserve. That sounds like a Batman line. 
He's the Dark Knight. He's the hero. Batman says he hasn't changed squat. Yeah, and it's, it, you know, people have said that they're tired of Batman. Yeah. The Batman, the Batman scene is oversaturated. There's Gotham. There's the games. There's the the toys, the merchandise, the clothing, the everything is up. just it, yeah forty forty percent. You know, probably it'll raise up to fifty percent when they're done. Um, of books that come out from DC is is Batman orientated. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a bit too much. Yeah, it's a bit too much, Batman. And this is this is for a person who who loves Batman. You know, I right. like Batman so much. I sit and I watch Batman and Robin because <laughs> I think it's entertaining. Okay. Well, and okay. I listen. I love it for its cookiness, okay? I just, I, uh, I just couldn't watch Joel Schumacher's production. Of, <laughs> oh, yay. I just, I sat and watched it, you know, for like this, mis- because when it came out, I was eight years old, right? Oh, well, there you go. And so, and so I, I thought it was, you know, really okay, because... It's your Batman 66. Exactly. There we go. It's my (laughs) Batman 66, right? It is. So, when when it came out, I mean, I made sure that I was at the cinemas opening Friday to go and see Batman and Robin, and I, I didn't see, minus the bat nipples, I did find that offensive. Um, and, and the whole rubber suit thing, and I and I didn't really like George Clooney, but right. Um, and but but apart from that, I thought it was fantastic. It was a, it was a good day out. It was enjoyable. My sister, who was ten years older than me, and who went to the cinema with me, she was like, uh-huh. "That was the worst movie I've watched <laughs> in my life." And I'm like, really? It wasn't that bad. Look, I got this cool T-shirt. It wasn't like, about the movie for you at all. Like, it was it was like, yeah, no, I got a free T-shirt for the movie for going opening Friday. I was like, so I should have known how desperate DC was to sell that movie if they're getting free T-shirts. Right. But, but like, for me, you know, now when I watch it, I'm like, hmm, that's credit card. Hmm. Okay. But it still rings with nostalgic value. Oh, where yeah. I, where I can sit and watch Batman and Robin and just laugh. And for sometimes you just need a silly good laugh. So. Who was the villains in that one? Um, the wonderful Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze, and um, Jill and uh, Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy. Oh, good grief. My vines have a crush on you. Oh, oh, it's so horrible. But it's so funny. 
I, I, you know, I know, I, I can honestly say I don't think I've ever seen it. I've seen snippets of it, but I've never seen it. Oh, one day, one day when you just want to laugh, when you just don't, and it's really good now to watch it when you when you're in this bad hate mood. When you just hate Batman, you can watch that and say, "This is how bad Batman got." Oh, you know, with, because every second there is a pun, there is and a horrible pun. It's like I don't like puns, know. so I don't, I'm going to beg off. <laughs> listen, I'm listen. not even going there. For me, it was just. Nostalgic fun. Let's just be that quickie. So if, if I'm a Batman fan who can watch Batman and Robin and not cry, um, you know, and for me to say that the Bat market is oversaturated, I mean, I went into the toy section today um, mm-hmm. in the supermarket because uh, I was looking for my niece wants this, this Barbie. Right? Anyway. That's a whole different story. Um, and I was going past the boys' section. Right? We don't have really sections in South Africa. It's all mixed up. Right. So you have, to go, you have to go through everything to look at all the aisles, right? There's no boys and girls' yeah. toys. Ah. And, um, which is better because I think it encourages girls and boys to mix. And, like, this is not dedicated sure. to boys-only toys. Right. You know, pink pink toy Barbies are mixed with Superman toys. So it's like a free-for-all. Um, and um, so I went past this, this one section, and there were a million Batman 75 toys and collectibles. And he has, Hot Wheels came out with every single car that's ever been made oh, in little right. collect in little collector volumes, and uh, he had key rings of every single Batman that was ever made. And I'm like, what? Why is it? You know, and there's so much of Batman stuff. Right. And you know, in South Africa, we're not really um, big Batman fans. Mm-hmm. We're more Superman fans. Right. Like, you can always get... Like, I got today two Superman water bottles, but there were no Batman right. water bottles. Ah. And, you know, you go through the T-shirt section. There's always a Superman or a Supergirl T-shirt. There's, like, hardly any Batman T-shirts. Right. Um. And so... It's it's a very very Superman orientated market which I enjoy. Not complaining. Mm-hmm. Thank you, South Africa. Uh, and so you know, for me to see so many Batman toys, I was like, wow, DC was really pumping out the Batman stuff this year. Yeah, yeah. And I saw a, I saw a little Superman yesterday. You saw a. I saw a little Superman yesterday. Little it was, Superman. Um, yeah, I went to a restaurant across town to meet one of my friends, and we're sitting there, and this uh, little boy comes in with his little brother and his mom, and sits down. He had a mask on, like a 
Nightwing kind of mask, but it wasn't exactly like, but you know, that type of mask. Mm-hmm. One over yeah. his eyes. And he had like um, a red and blue outfit on, but he had a cape on and had a giant S on the back. <laughs> and he sat there and ate his lunch as a Superman. Yay. Cool kid. And the restaurant was catty corner from one of the bigger um, comic book stores in town, which I've never been to. But, um, And I oh, haven't cool. been over to that side of town for, like, decades, which was – I still could find my way around. But it was it was kind of cool. I was like, so I had lunch with Superman yesterday. Yay. Yay. So he still appeals to children and everything. I don't know why DC just doesn't want the adults to have any good stories. Well, listen, listen, Man of Steel, for all its um, negative people that may have gotten into it, children love Man of Steel. Right. Right, Because I put on um, Man of Steel for my niece. Because I'm trying to to wean her off Superman Returns because I can't stand watching Superman Returns one more time. Um, And she loves it because... Uh, because she thinks Brandon Joss is very cute, um, and um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and because of all oh, the, yeah. the icon- well, he is yeah, and because of the, all the iconic imagery, like he catches the plane, and he he you know right. he does the car thing and all that. So she likes all of that. Uh, she gets bored with Lex Luthor after Fastball, but anyway, I put Ma- Man of Steel on, and she loved it. She just loves. It. She thinks Henry Cavill is. Superman. She, you see, the way she says it, Superman. Like, okay. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the club. Oh. Well, that's like uh, Scott Snyder's youngest boy. Right. He liked Superman. He'll say, who's that? He goes, Superman. You know, the other one's like, oh, it's Batman. You know, he's, who's that? He goes, Superman. You know, right. And, and Superman. It's Superman. And, and she knows who Lois Lane is. She knows, like, it's amazing how she can spot Lois Lane. <laughs> like pe- people say, people say, well, Lois Lane is not identifiable. You know, you you don't have this iconic Lois image. But she knows the difference between Amy Adams' Lois Lane, uh, Erica Durant's Lois Lane, and right. the comic and and the animated Lois Lane because you know she likes watching the animated movie. So. You know, she can spot and she can say, that's Lois. That's Lois. Look at Lois. She's so good. You know, good means like she's kick-ass. So, and well, so. Yeah, I, the whole thing where Lois, you know, she hasn't had a statue or a doll forever. I mean, you know, the pillbox hat. Whoopee. Or the, oh, I'm sorry, figure. Um <laughs> So, you know, and their excuse is, well, you know, she really doesn't have anything identifiable, to, you know, for everybody to know it's Lois. Hello? Hello? It's like, okay, yeah, so she doesn't have, like, a bustier with a W on it, but, you know, when you dress her a certain way and it just... I mean, use your imagination, guys. I mean, why are we trying to tell you your business? 
you're supposed to know how to make Lois Lane a sellable figure. Right, right. And, you know, if you put Lois Lane in the Amy Adams outfit or the Erica Duran, you know, she used to wear the suits with the uh, waistcoat. People will know. You know, just put her in a ponytail. People will know that is Lois Lane. Right. And, you know, it it just boils down to that these guys don't like Lois Lane. I don't know why. Well, they don't like Wonder Woman either. They're like, I'll be whoever you want me to be, Clark. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> Is there a price for that? How much, how much, my pain? How much for my pain? <laughs> yeah, what's the price on that? And, you know, what sickens me, what sickens me is that people promote this. Fans, fans, apparent fans of Superman and Wonder Woman post this on their blog with however many thousand followers, and they say this is good. This is what they want. This is so romantic. And I'm like, eh, what? What are you, 12? Not even a 12-year-old will will say, I mean, you know, I'll be whatever you want me to be. And, yeah. It's like, no, you're not real fans of these characters. You're just real big Lois haters, so you just, you'll just take anything. (laughs) Yeah, really. It's stupid. I'm just I'm so sick of them. If their business fails, it's their problem. I mean, we've been trying to tell them for three years now. Yeah, well, um, DC sales are down this year. Big no. I wonder how that <laughs> happened. Marvel completely wiped the floor with them. I mean, a, a raccoon with a gun who talks. Yeah. You how know, complicated he got it is, Ridgeon's story. Oh, that talking raccoon with the machine gun? Oi. And so, yeah, you know. I mean, when when a talking raccoon does better than Superman, you know something is wrong. Yeah. I mean, seriously, seriously, DC. Well, DC... You know, they just let that film be his 75th anniversary. Yeah, yeah. We we don't get a 75th anniversary celebration. It was just Superman fans. We don't need, you know, statues and, and DVD releases and games and T-shirts and, and pencils. I to take it. If they gave me a pencil that said Superman's 75th anniversary, I would have been happy. But, you know... What they give me? Nothing. Well, we caved when you wanted the Lois Lane book. Really? You smelled money, and so you produced one. It's not the best Lois Lane book ever, but okay. Yeah, they could have cut up a few of those Silver Age stories. Yeah. Like Lois Lane getting fat, and then Superman helps her to lose weight because she eats salad. Like, what? Oh, but you know, I um, 
somebody up at the top hates Lois Lane, hates Superman, doesn't understand him, thinks that all the superheroes should be alike, they should all be eligible bachelors, you know, playing the field, you know, being horn dogs, and, you know, so what if, you know, they're not allowed to be individuals anymore? Right. And, um, you know, it, it's, I'm tired of them Batmaning everything. Yep. It, it's like, I mean, you, you must be, like, frustrated with it because you don't even like Batman so much. So, you know, for me to say I am sick and tired of the Batman stuff, you know, it, it 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 really is getting to a limit. I mean, I think Batman fans are like, "Oh, you're giving us too much." <laughs> but he's the only one that sells because he's the only one that didn't change. Well, you, everybody says he that. He threw Catwoman the first issue of her of her of her book in the New Fifty Two. Yeah, we're not stupid, DC. We 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 can see you didn't change Batman, so he stayed successful. You 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 killed Superman, so he died along with his tail. You made Wonder Woman into Wonder Woman, so her sales are plummeting. You know, or well, Wonder Woman sales are not doing all that good. Well, I mean, you know, we don't have the December issue yet. Numbers. Yeah. Mm. That that issue. Whoa, what an issue. Mm. What an issue of Wonder Woman. Whoa. She was kicking some butt. She's got time issue problems. Breaking point. Breaking point. <laughs> Breaking point. It's like, okay. Who does that? I mean, really? This is Wonder Woman we're talking about. Well, apparently... I don't understand. Somebody up the top says, Wonder Woman should be whoever Superman needs her to be. And that's her entire characterization for the New 52. Right, and Superman Superman needs her to be a crazy person, apparently. Clark must be, he must be really, I don't want to put this, if that's who his, he thinks that he could spend the rest of his life with, he must be the most self-deprecating jellyfish in the DCU. Because there's nothing good about that relationship, and there's nothing, she is toxic. <laughs> she goes thinks that she is toxic because she she's not even respectful of herself. And definitely she, you know, the new 52 chick in the Wonder Woman panties isn't even worthy of them. You know. And this, these things they put on her like the flower monster that needs oil or else it turns into a giant cunt with teeth. I mean, really? 
<laughs> who thinks that's funny? You know, who thinks that's serious? Who thinks that can be despicable. taken seriously? It's despicable. And if that's how they feel about all women, because Wonder Woman really is about all women. She's supposedly the best of all women, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever. I'd take Lois Lane over her. Yeah, I would too. But we can't have Lois because she's not allowed in action. Why? Why isn't Lois allowed in action? That's the big question. Why isn't Lois Lane in action comics? I wish I had the answer to that. Maybe I should tweet Jeff Jones. Why isn't Lois Lane in action? Is she not allowed? You should ask Eddie Briganza. Yes. (laughs) Eddie Briganza. Eddie Briganza. Whoa. Lois is dangerous to Superman. Relationship. Dangerous. And the other question I would say, why do we have a Halloween story for six months? <laughs> yes, yes, Eddie, why? Halloween ended a few months ago, Eddie. Let's look for, you know, Christmas, New Year. Is this the That's best sort of you can story. come up with? This is the best you can do? That's why they don't have Superman inspire people to be the best that they can be, is because they just want to do this fluff, fluff, this fluff, crap. I don't know how else to explain it. It's lazy. It's not even well thought out. It's stretched beyond belief. If it had any good ideas, it's probably, probably, half of them are probably taken out by editorial. Well, you can't do that. You know, people were there's something else like that next month. Oh, my God. So, yeah, it's crap. It's um, really cheating your consumers. Well, this is the only place they can get Superman. If they don't like it, then they just, well, they'll just have to buy it. What? <laughs> I guess I'm tired of this. Yeah. So, Wednesday... And- Wednesday, Bowman, yay. Yay. Um, we will have a show on Saturday unless something comes up. Yeah. I'll be free. Yay. I'll be free. I should be free. Hopefully. Yep. Yeah. Trash the Fomance Week. <laughs> Trash the Fomance Week. It's, it's you know, you named Bloodsport anymore. It's just kind of... Yeah, it's not even. It, we we've become such professionals now at spotting the the stupidness in the thing. We're like, that's wrong. That's wrong. Well, you know, and you know, the other problem is is that we're not getting anything in Superman either. Mm. That's why I said Superman is just like stuck in the mud and like not moving. Well, action's worse. It's going backwards. (laughs) Oh, look. We have monsters. Really? When haven't we had monsters? Where's Lois? Anyway. Oh, we have Lana. Mm. 
Mm, so anyway, Lana. I hope everybody have a great week. <laughs> you can see reading these comics this week really tired us out. Like, yeah, exhausted really. now. <laughs> so everybody's like, oh my gosh, do they have to drag it out again? We're going to get in action comics. So, everybody have a great week, and we'll probably be here next Saturday because, you know, Fomance comes out, and we'll have to see if we get to see any kind of Lois Lane action going on. Please, people. You know, yeah, maybe. See how many times they're going to kill off a Lois Superman. Lane and Lois Lane and Fomance. Like, yeah, they'll probably they'll probably kill off a Superman or two during the week. Who knows? No, not a two o'clock heat. Yeah, they probably will. So I will see you next week, Tej, and you have a great week. You have a great week. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye night. Take care. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.